The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. You're never gonna make it, you're not good enough There's a million other people with the same stuff You really think you're different, and you must be kidding Think you're gonna hit it, but you just don't get it It's impossible, it's not probable, you're irresponsible Too many obstacles, you gotta stop it, yo You gotta take it slow, you can't be a pro Don't waste your time no more Who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? I don't give a damn if you say you disapprove I'm gonna make my move, I'm gonna make it soon And I'll do it cause it's what I wanna fucking do Cause all these opinions and all these positions they come- Good afternoon everyone Today we're sponsored by GHU Game Station this is a fun one. It's for adults, kids, parties, whatever you want. It's the GHU Game Station. It's a gaming trailer with Xbox, PlayStation, VR, etc. Current and retro-gen gaming experience, and the best part is you can use this trailer any time of the year. It's heated during the winter. It's a trailer, so it's covered if it's raining outside, and have the doors open on a nice day. Need something to spice up your party or event? Check them out at www.gameheadsunited.com or on Facebook at capital G period, capital H, period, capital U, Game Station. All right. Good afternoon, ladies and gents. I am Duvet. And I'm Jay. And uh, like always, man, another wild, wild weekend. Yeah. A wild weekend, and we got a wild one coming up. All right, man. So Jay's going to start us off with the BFKC. Yeah, so so we're going to start off a little bit different today um, instead of jumping in right to the recap. I kind of want to bring something up that a lot of people aren't really familiar with or, you know, kind of are, but haven't had no real, like, huge interest in it. But, like, the BKFC, if people that don't know what that is, it's the Bare Knuckle Fighting Champions. Yeah. Um, yeah these is. guys go to war, some of them, and uh, it's a bloody mess. Man, I, I don't I don't really, like, damn, I feel so bad sometimes. Because, you know, CT is a real thing. Oh, but yeah. But then when you look at, like... Just, like, some of the fighters in their careers, like, they, they really love this. So, like, who are we to really judge them? And BFKC has really never been my thing just because, like, I be seeing dudes just getting beat with hand wraps. But it does make for entertainment, and I'm interested. I'm, yeah. definitely, I'm definitely interested I mean, in checking that out. Hey, getting kicked in the head also causes it. <laughs> Jeez. So it's like kickboxing too, right? No, it's... it's they, well, boxing? So, um... Jorge Masvidal has Game Bread FC, Ooh. which is bare knuckle MMA. Oh. So it's basically he has his own thing. I don't know when the last time he hosted a fight was. I'll be honest, I don't pay that much attention to it because, um, with it, a lot of the times, I mean, you see the wrestling side of things, but most of the time these people are. Knocked out before they even get oh, yeah. the wrestling part. Lights so, out, yeah. So I'm I'm not. I haven't. I'll tell you the truth. I haven't really paid too much attention to that. I think the last time I watched Game Bread FC was last year. Hmm. I don't know, man. I'm interested. But I watch the BKFC every time it's on. It's always got my interest. They always got solid fighters. Oh. We went. Me and a couple buddies went up to the one at uh the Seneca Allegheny Casino back in November. Ooh. Which was, which was a lot of fun. Damn, I got to catch one. Yeah, it's a lot of fun if you go. Okay, cool. So next time they come, I'll definitely be out there again. But uh, so on this stacked weekend, on my birthday, I can't wait. I'm so pumped oh. that on my birthday, I get to literally drink. Oh, man. Get hammered and just 
watch I'd be shows. Su- I'd be super excited for you too, man. One um, of the best birthday gifts I can get. <laughs> I just think the stars aligned here. Yeah, so so we got uh Michael Venom Page versus Mike Platinum Perry this weekend on the BKFC. Um this this could arguably be one of the biggest fight cards they've put out. Mm. Um they always have solid headliners, but name wise, I mean this is these are about two two of the biggest names you could probably put up there that everybody almost knows that pays attention to MMA in some sort of way. Um, for me, I mean, Michael Venom Page is just waiting for those sirens to go oh, away. Oh, man. <laughs> it's hot out here. Yes, sir. It's not just hot, you know, temperature-wise. It's really hot out here, man. It's crazy. <laughs> when the siren's gonna go away though. There they go. Alright. So Back sorry about that. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so with that, uh Michael Venom Page, his advantage is he has a seventy nine inch reach at six foot three. Ooh. Um he is quite tall. He's a tall dude. Yeah, and that's a big reach. Seventy nine inches is, is huge. Usually you see a lot of heavyweights with reaches like that. That's that's a long, um, long reach right there. Where Mike Perry's 5'10 with a 71-inch reach. Oh, well. So, but... Good luck trying to fight on the outside, my guy. Yeah. I mean, the big thing is, for me, that um, I think I think Mike Perry wins. And oh, okay. even with him being a shorter guy, um, you know, oh, he always had his chin in question, too, even during his UFC career. But um, when he, he only has one fight in the BKFC, and that came in his debut was in February against Julian Lane. And mm. Julian Lane is I mean, one of the baddest dudes that he could have fought off the rip. I mean, they kind of threw him to the wolves and hoped that he probably failed, but he came out victorious. Oh yeah. So um you know, it's a they call it the squared circle, toe off on a line. So mm. basically you guys start within a jab reach of each other and your toes are inches away and you start out on two lines. And then you just go to war. And a lot of people, you see a lot of people back up and create distance and then kind of work towards each other. You see a lot of guys just blitz at each other. Um, Mike Perry and Julian Lane, they kind of just went at it. And they they were bleeding. Oh, my <laughs> A lot. Um, but I think Perry wins just because when he fought Julian Lane, he really showed that, I mean, he still has head movement. He got out of the way, but he did eat some punches. But he knew how to work the clinch well. He... He worked the body while he was in the clinch, tiring Julian Lane out. Um, that's the big thing about the BKFC is that, like, in the clinch, there's so many punches thrown. That's your opportunity to wear out at the body, mm. and you see some of the nastiest uppercuts. I mean, yeah, like, hands are close to the hip already. You might as well just start ripping. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's if – I think if Mike Perry uses that to his advantage against the taller guy, he's going to be closer to the body just being able to rip off shots where – you know, MVP is going to have to kind of reach his arms down and come up higher, and Perry should be able to read that and be able to block it beforehand where, you know, if Perry has his head in the right spot while they're in the clinch, he should be able to kind of block MVP's view of where he's throwing his shots. So for me, I think if Perry can work the clinch, stay in close, and, you know, let those body shots fly, I think he's got a real good chance at putting him down. Yeah. 
Um, mm. but I'm interested in checking it out for it sure. Also depends on that reach, how well MVP can use that reach. Because I mean, that's a massive reach. Yeah, it is I a mean, big reach. When you look at people that MVPs fought, um, they're credible, but it's nothing out of this world. Um, but then you turn around and look at who Mike Perry's gone against, and that dude's gone against some real savages. So, I mean, they've been through two different kind of skill competitions. I just think that I think the experience and the skill that Mike Perry went up against is going to help him defeat Michael Venom Page. I mean, I got to check this out. So yeah, I'm, I'm, you just got me hyped. That's in me. that's in London. Oh, and we're in the UK. That's nice. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Michael Venom Page is British. Oh man. Or somewhere from over there in the UK. So. I'm pretty sure he's at home. Um, and, yeah, I mean, so that's kind of one of the big events going on. Aside from our... He's from London, England. So, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so he's I mean, fighting back towards home. I mean, that's going to be... I mean, the crowds over there really love fighting, so you can probably bet that the event is going to be pretty big. Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm pumped for it. Uh, it starts at 2 p.m., which is kind of nice because by the time that's done, you're going to be going into, like, what, you're mean, going to be going right into I mean, the but, UFC fights. Yeah, the UFC fights, Um, the, the other, the Usyk and Joshua yeah, the and then starts the, at like 8 or something. Yeah, and by the time they get on, it'll be like 1 a.m. Yeah. So, so, so kind of it kind of works out nice. The BKFC starts at 2. Mm-hmm. They'll go right in. Those fights aren't long at all. I think they're five two-minute rounds. Oh, okay. So they go right into each other, and there's not much time in between the fights. Um, uh, so those are usually over, like, two and a half hours, three hours. Mm. Sounds crucial. Um, and they just took uh, – Paige Van Zant had to back out, so they just lost a fight on the card. Uh, I saw something about that earlier. Yeah, something about she's got she's, a she's, sick, I think, i seen or something. I don't know. No, she's – but, I mean – that's what they said, but for her personal accounts, she, like, posted her story, and she said that she was pulled, that she wasn't... Oh, yeah, because, um, sorry, so she, I was reading, that was something else I was reading. Um, there was travel restrictions, oh. apparently, on her passport for something. Ooh. Yeah, something with travel issues. There, there was, like, a travel restriction on her passport or something. I mean... So they're not sure if she had a visa, and it ran out, and... Or whatever, but that should have been all stuff. I mean, taken care of. I don't know. Yeah, that's a little fishy now. I mean, I don't understand the situation. She's yeah. pulled. They saying that she got injured. Yeah, um, I seen. I think it was that. I seen. Unless I misread the, which is possible. I was reading two different articles at once, bobbing back and forth. I mean, she just said that it was wrong. Like she was really upset that she heard that. Uh, they. She heard. I guess that the company said that they. Pulled her because of injury, but she's saying that it's not because of injury. They pulled me for whatever unknown reason, and she's upset about it. That's yeah. all I heard, so I don't know. I'm sure the story will come out, power social media. And yeah. I don't think she's – I'll be honest. I don't even know if she's really under – I know she has a contract with them, but I don't think she's really like – I think she only had like a two-fight contract. I mean, she's a big star now. I think that's all they have. I think they're kind of like, hey, if you want to make money, call yeah. us up because we can use your name, but – Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, she's a big enough star now. I think she can do something else if she's not signed there. 
fucking yeah. Whatever so, the case is, but whatever she got pulled for, um, that fight's off. So that makes it just a little bit a fight shorter. But I think there's like thirteen fights on that card or something like that. It's huge. It's a big card. Well, that sounds like a good. But, that sounds like a good uh, event to tune into. Yeah, so. there's a there's a killer coming up on the that'll be the co-main now in Connor Tierney. That dude is animal. <laughs> well, he's my chance to get introduced. That dude is something <laughs> different. All right. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's it. Just kind of touch. I just wanted to bring up the BKFC and, you know, introduce people to it because we're not just UFC and boxing. Yeah, we do all the MMAs yeah, and other types you know, of combat. We're going to get into – we're mostly combat sports. Yeah. So, I mean, we just – all the big stuff has really been in the UFC and regular boxing. Yeah. So, you know, with a big event like this coming up, gotcha. it's, worth, it's worth the mention because it's two big names. There's a lot of people, man. Yeah. But – if you got it, download the BKFC app. It's like I think it's like four ninety nine a month. You get all the pay per views for free, which cool. is how it should be. Cool. I mean, hey, I got a lot of subscriptions already, but we're just gonna add that. It's cool. It's yeah. fine. We it was four ninety nine. Now we can manage that. That's <laughs> fine, man. But like I said, you get all the event. You get all the events for free. You can go back and rewatch them whenever you want. All that stuff. So not nah, well. Hey, that's the good thing. Um, that's how the UFC fight pass should be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Me, I watch so much, like, as someone who watches a lot of, like, like just, like, combat sports in general or even, like, entertainment stuff, it's just, it's a lot to keep up with. Yeah, but I think they would get a lot more subscribers, and they could even jack their price up a little bit at the UFC Fight Pass with how many, you know, pay-per-view events they put out. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's true. At the beginning of the year, they're going to do one a month, you know, say, okay, well, our Fight Pass cost, I don't know. Four fifty a year or five hundred bucks a year, yeah, and just call it that. And if you pay for it, you pay for it. You get all the you get all the pay per views for free. You get all the fight nights for free. Call it a day. I don't know. Yeah, I like the way BKFC does it because you just literally download the app, subscribe, and you get all the fights, everything. Well, so for me, I like that's that's like right up my alley. I'm gonna get into <laughs> yeah. So uh, with that, talking about UFC. Well, UFC fight night went down, dun, obviously. Dun, dun. <laughs> hey. And so did Dominic Cruz. Yep. <laughs> and we got UFC 278 coming up this week, obviously. Um, so first off, we're going to recap the fight night. Um, Cheeto Vera beat Dominic Cruz by knockout. Um, yeah, Cheeto Vera is... He the, fought that fight smart. Yeah, it's um, it's something about... We don't cherish, uh, like, guys who bring that type of style as much as I think as we should. You know what I mean? Like, the the guys who start slow, but towards the championship rounds, when it really, really matters, you know, like, they put the gas on the pedal and they get the job done, you know, like a Camaro or like a John Jones. But, you know, um, just like the elite, the very elite do. Um, so, he, man, what a beautiful kick. Uh, so... It was uh that was a that was a good knockout. So one thing I was paying attention to that whole fight and I was at the start I was kind of wondering like why is he doing that if it's not working? He was throwing that jab every time he was backing up Dominic Cruz. Yeah. He was throwing it and throwing it, but he wasn't doing nothing to you know, to try and connect. He wasn't throwing like a 1 2 trying to catch Dominic Cruz slipping, but right at that moment when that happened Afterwards, I'm like, first of all, I was amazed by the, the knockout. 
Yeah, no, that was lethal. But second of all, afterwards, I'm kind of sitting there and I'm like, oh, shit. This dude was throwing a jab the whole time to see how Dominic Cruz was going to react. And Dominic Cruz reacted the same way every time he threw that jab. And Cheeto knew it was coming. And he seen him drop that his block and then kicked him in the head. So that whole fight, he was using that jab when he pushed him back to see how he would react. And if he kept reacting the same way, which he did, he knew that at that moment when he slipped up and dropped his guard, thinking that, oh, Cheeto's only throwing that jab. When I move out, he's not throwing nothing else. Yeah. Let my guard down, move a little quicker, get out of the way, and Cheeto let that head kick rip. Yeah, he already said it, Um, but uh, he, he had a post-fight interview, and he said that his corner would tell him, why don't you just start, like, how you finish? Like, you start off so good. Like, you start off so um slow when you can end it, like, real fast like you do, you know? Yeah. Start off with pressure. And his response really was, like, I'm not worried. I don't need yeah. to do that. Like, I'd rather, like... I'd rather feel, feel out the opponent, and I'd rather, like, stick my game plan, and... Uh, it worked. He's... Yeah, I mean, it's worked most of his career. But so. I think what he did was smart. I think starting off slow is the smart thing. Yeah. Because Dominic Cruz came out there blitzing the hell out of him. Yeah. Now, Dom- if you p- apply that pressure and Cruz applies that blitz back, you might open yourself up to something you don't want no part of. Nope. Sure, Dominic Cruz isn't the strongest person in the world, but with how many punches he could have landed in them blitzes... Cheeto Cheeto was smart. Like he, you know, Dominic would blitz and he would back up. At first, those those came through, and they were landing a couple shots out of the blitzes. And then Cheeto started backing up and realizing, yeah. okay, I know how to defend this now. It's the same combination, just coming at me, just you know, throwing a bunch of wild shit. And uh, I think had he would have applied more pressure, I think he would have walked into a, a shot that could have changed the fight. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I. The judges had Dominic Cruz winning the first three rounds. I agree. Uh, and I do agree with that because, I mean, credit to Dom. He, the volume. Yeah, he, he really – I did say that that was going to be a big thing, um, that he, he still had a lot of left in the tank, and he kind of showed it. So I'll, I think as far as, like, retirement rumors and stuff, I don't think he's done yet. Um, no. I just think he needs to take some time to yeah. heal up from this and go back at it again. There's still some fights that he could have, so – I just want to say it makes me happy sometimes when I say things and then I hear the announcer say it too. Yeah. Like last week I was talking about how if Dominic Cruz loses, how far does this set him back? And Bisping and them were all talking about the same thing. They were like, hey, if Cruz loses this fight, where does he go? How far back does he go back? And they were talking about the same stuff. I mean, I don't think he's done. He looked really good. Yeah. I just think that Cheeto played it smart, knew what he was doing, using that jab to see how he reacts. And knew what to do next. And I just think, you know, it's a little mistake. And that's how quick combat sports, anything can change is in the blink of an eye. You make one little mistake and, and you it. pay for it. Yep, lights out. Um, and that's what happened. I just, yeah, I don't think, I don't think Dom is done. No. Um, and Not as, looking like that. He's no, done. no. And as far as Cheeto, uh, I think Cheeto has an impending shot coming Uh you get, we just got to keep an eye on the Jan versus O'Malley, which we're going to get into later. Um, and, you know, I don't know, man. But like I said, even when Dom decides to return, there's still going to be interesting fights for him to have. I think we find out his, his next fight this weekend. This weekend. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can make a case for that, too. Um, so, 
Uh, I mean, as far as fight night, that was that was the big match that um I was actually able to catch. I couldn't catch the undercard, unfortunately. Um, but uh, I got the results of the winners here. Um, uh, Landwer, what's his name? Landwer. Landwer. Yeah. Okay. Versus David on- Onama. He won by decision in a three round fight. Did you watch that fight? Nah, I didn't get to catch it. I just caught the results for everything. That fight was kind of wicked to start. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I gotta watch highlights. Onama was kind of beating his ass, and then all of a sudden, Landward just came out of nowhere, and that was all she wrote. Oh, and then Onama was so tired he couldn't do nothing. Yeah, I heard it was pretty exciting. So I mean, all of these fights were like super fun to watch, especially on that main card. Like, I mean. We have Cheeto with a knockout. The Landwehr versus Onama fight was really good. Um, them guys were just swinging on each other, beating the hell out of each other. That um, Yasmin versus not, uh, Lucindo. Yeah. Those girls were beating the shit out of each other. They were literally swinging. That actually, to me, might have been almost one of my favorite fights to watch that night. Ooh. That fight was, I mean, them girls were, were swinging. All the girl fights were spectacular. All right, yeah, I got to get on ESPN um, Plus tonight. Devin Clark got his ass whooped, but that was a knockout. Um, Lipsky got absolutely fucking torched. Uh, Mearshart by submission, that was nuts. I don't know if you said you didn't get a chance to watch any of those. No. He hit this dude... I forget if it was with a right hook. I forget what punch he hit him with, but he hit him with a punch that sat this dude down. And then he jumped on top of him and started punching him in the face. Mm. And he said, fuck it. And he got him in a choke <laughs> and submitted him instead. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but, I, got, I got ESPN Plus. I'll watch that. Yeah. I mean, and Mearshart looked really, really good. Like, mm. I was shocked. This dude looked like he's been watching Matrix movies just... The way he was dodging shit was unbelievable. I I think that might be the best I've ever seen him fight. Jeez. And that's I mean, that shit was nuts. Um, Nina Nunes laid down her gloves. She's yeah, done. Yeah, I saw that. She they was... want yeah. They she wants to have another kid. And shit, and she's done. But w- what's the point of her fighting anyways? When yeah, that's fine. Her wife is the baddest bitch on the planet. <laughs> nah, yeah, it's it's fine. She's good. She's good. Doesn't okay. hey, and you know what? Most people that retire don't get to go out on a W anyway, so good yeah. for her to go out on a W. Yeah, I think the last few people we've seen retire yeah, all she, lost. Yeah, she got her W, so yeah, cool. And that was a good fight, too. Yeah. That was a really good fight. The fight that pissed me off, because I don't know how the hell this dude won, was Boudet beat Bresky. Mm. No idea how he won. Uh, let's see. Um, Boudet landed 66 out of 188 total strikes. Bresky landed 124 out of 280. <laughs> mm. And that's all it was. They were just throwing haymakers the whole fight. Oh, my jeez. And personally, I think Bresky did the most amount of damage, too. I mean, it sounds like it. He was beating a body up. He was punching his dude in the head. And I, I don't know what the fuck the judges were looking at, but <laughs> that's hey. one of them fights that I don't know what the hell they were looking at because that fight was super exciting. Hey. These guys were literally, for three rounds, were just – beating the shit out of each other and they're heavyweights and they went they weren't even gassed out well so it blew my mind um they kind of fucked that up yeah uh angela hill 
that fight was cool too because um Godinez in the first minute mm. dropped her ass. Oh wow. And then Angela Hill got up. She still lost round one due to the knockdown and shit like that. But like and Godinez kinda like the next minute, minute and a half after that, she was still doing some good stuff, but then Angela Hill turned on some sort of switch. Huh. And then at the end of the first, she kind of started sparking her, and then that went to decision, but the whole second round was all her. The whole third round was all her. Like, it was, she just went to town to start beating the shit out of her. So, hey, I mean, the whole card, I mean, from top to bottom, it's another card that people are like, oh, the only fight worth watching on here. The main event. Is is the main event, but I mean, look past all that, and you see, you look past, you look at the card. I mean, even the fights that went to decision were like they weren't like sleepers. No, all right, yeah. So I mean, hey, that was a good recap of the card. I gotta watch it tonight, which I will. I will yeah, definitely get I, around. I to would. It. Yeah, it was fun. Um, and as far as UFC two seventy eight, you know that's the big event. Um, well, you know the other big event as far as MMA this weekend. Uh, Leon Edwards versus Kamara Usman 2 is the main event. Uh, co-main Paula Costa versus Luke Rockhold. That's a middleweight bout. I'm excited for that fight. I think Rockhold wins. Um, Jose Aldo versus Mirab. I think this one has a lot of implications. Obviously, this is a big um, fight for um, Jose Aldo as yeah. far as title this shot. This could either be his title shot or it could be his last step to a title shot. Yep. It's I don't know. Um, Yan and Wu versus Lucy put. I can't see if that's an E or A from this distance. Uh, Pudalova. Pudalova. Okay, that's for the that's in the women's bantamweight division. And Tyson Pedro versus Harry Hunsucker is the light heavyweight title or light heavyweight fight starting off the main card. I'll be honest, I don't know much about those two. Yeah, I'm gonna have to catch that one. I'm gonna catch that. I'm gonna start watching the the main card. Pretty, yeah. pretty it kind of blows my mind that they would put those two on the main event when you got Tybura versus Romanov sitting as the last fight on the prelim card before they go to the main card. Yeah. I don't – I mean, whatever. I don't care. Either way, I look forward to it because uh, I'm pretty sure – yeah, Tyson Pedro, I, I remember watching his only fight I've ever watched of him was – he beat Ike Villanueva. Mm, okay. Um, at the beginning of the year. All right. Oh, I just got to – we're just going to have to try and catch that one in the beginning and see how it really goes. I mean, some fights you don't really expect to be bangers could be something crazy. So, I'm going to just watch that. Uh, I'm going to watch the women's bantam weight uh, matchup too. Um, that's, that division is still waiting on the – I'd assume it's trilogy for uh, – Pena Nunez, so um, that division is still kind of in flux, just depending on what happens as far as that. But I watched that one. Um, I don't really know much about both uh, female fighters, but um, I'm down to definitely watch. Like the, they both have the same amount of wins, um, and Pudo Lobe hasn't fought since 2020. Wow, two year layoff, man. I mean, you better come back with some heat. Yeah, she- I hope. And she lost. Oh, no, that's not good. Well, there goes that. Uh, we have Jose Aldo versus Mirab, which is uh, probably the 
the Joker card for me uh, of the card. I think that's a I think that's a good fight. Um, it might surprise a lot of people, and it has a lot of implications. So when you factor all that in there, uh, that's a pretty pretty juicy fight. Um, Holds a lot of weight. Hmm? Holds a lot of weight. Oh, it definitely holds a lot of weight. I think. It, I mean, you're saying if, if Aldo wins, then he gets a. Um, he, he's, he's in. He should. He shot, should yeah. get the title shot next. He should. Three fight win streak. Um, if he beats Mirab, who's pretty, pretty solid, yeah, yeah, pretty solid. Honestly, uh, if I he mean, he's only him, lost four fights. So yeah, nah. If he's there, if you beat him, uh, I think everybody says he gets the title shot for the most part. So I, I think so. And if they're not going to give it to him, then I mean. I mean, who, who's? I mean, bro, he's still in the prime of his life. He's thirty-five. I yeah. didn't know that. I yeah. thought he was like forty, to be honest no, with you. I thought so too for the longest time. Yeah, but, but he's just oh no, and he's looked ridiculous in his last three fights. So, I mean, I expect Aldo to win. Honestly, I think Aldo's going to stunt this guy. Uh, but Mirab finding a way to do it, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised either. He's yeah, can't he's, count him out. Now he's somebody to be reckoned with in that fourteen like we and said. four minutes. It's a good record. Yeah. yeah, like we said, Dominic Cruz could be facing a loser of that, and either way, those are good fights. Either yeah. way you go, so I'm excited for that one. Uh, this one I want to get a little deeper into is Paulo Costa versus Luke Rockhold is the co-main event in the middleweight division. Uh, these are arguably like. Two of the greatest physiques in the sport. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. These two guys are so jacked. And the way they fight when they're both healthy, when they're both in the right state of mind, you can believe that this is going to be a show. And they're going to be throwing haymakers. Even when they get in scrambles for wrestling, I think it's going to be, like, intense. Uh, Oh, man, dude, this is fireworks, bro. <laughs> I think we're on opposite sides of the coin. Jay has Luke Rockhold, Rockhold winning. I have Paula Costa. But, honestly, I'm just excited for that fight. That fight has my attention for sure. I just lost a lot of respect for Costa after that Izzy fight. I mean, he just shelled up the whole time, bro. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I, in order for me to be back on his side, he has to show me, like, hey, you know, that shit was just a fluke. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just wasn't in it mentally. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. After just watching him shell up for 25 minutes or whatever, however long that fight went, I, I'll be honest with you, I think I tuned out after, like, the second. I was I mean, like. He, he can definitely bounce back, though, man. I, I just think he was. It's probably a fight that had to humble him a little bit. Remember, he was 13-0 going into it. Yeah. He was on a massive streak. The guy didn't know what losing was. Was it's like you know what you remember? You know how that what it reminds me of? Remember how Tyron Woodley was facing Darren Till, and he basically told the public he was like, "This guy doesn't know what it is to lose. He doesn't know what losing is." Yeah. So of course he's not gonna think like you know in that moment he's not gonna think that oh I'm gonna lose. It's under. It's when those lights get big, and you're in that big big spot against the guy. And all of a sudden, you shrivel up. I just think it was. It, he talked a lot of smack going into the fight, and I just think he needed to get humbled, and he did. Yeah, I mean uh, it. So when I say two down in the second, it ended in the second. Yeah. So I think I literally I don't think I watched him get knocked out. I'm pretty sure I tuned out at the end of the first. Yeah. So uh, just because the whole time he was just shelled up, and I'm like, this is. Yeah, I don't know what's going. On. I don't know what was going on with him that fight because I I really had Paula Costa actually. I had Costa winning that fight. Yeah. Before the fight even happened. I thought he was going to upset uh, Izzy, so... 
Well, um, hopefully he, this is a start for it. Hopefully the year he took off, because he didn't have a fight in 2021. Mm-mm. And then, so. But, like, have you been, have you watched the, did you catch up on those vlog series? No, I didn't get a chance okay. to. So, I mean, if you watch the vlog series, uh, the embedded vlog series, um, uh, I don't know how many of you guys out there do. I mean, I'm probably one of the few that does, because I don't know. I just like going behind the scenes of the things. Um, so if you, uh, watch the embedded series, uh, you'll see that these guys are both in very great mindsets. Like Luke Rockhold is a, a character for sure. Um, he, he's all about in this time, in this time of his career, he's all about recovering. He's 37. He says his body feels, his body felt beat up for a long time. So now he's more into like the yoga and the more like spa treatments and, going through, like, all this type of therapy. So uh, he looks like he's in good shape. And as far as his mindset, I mean, it's Luke Rockhold. So he's he's in there. He looks like a killer, honestly. And through, this, through the vlogs, you can see that this man is going to put in some work. He looks pretty sharp. Um, I am a little nervous, not going to lie to you, because he really is devoted to just that night. He's, all, he's always talking about that fight. And for Paulo... Uh, same thing uh, throughout his little vlogs. You just see that he has talked about letting his pressure off. The like, you know, he wasn't the same since the Izzy's fight, and he has acknowledged it. Uh, he, he said that the injury kind of held him up, and he was a little down. But um, the guy now looks incredible. Um, he looks very sharp. He does look a lot faster. He's good on the pads right now, and he's really good on those. He's look. He's just looking real sharp too. So. We're expecting peak performance from both guys, and if that's what we're getting, we're going to get fireworks. It's going to be somebody's getting knocked out. I don't think this fight's going at all the distance. I don't think either of them have the chin to go the distance. Nope. To be honest. So it's all about, I mean, honestly, whoever gets caught first damn near, but you never know. I just, on the ground, I'm not going to lie to you, I think Paul Lacosa will probably catch this guy in this submission. Might. I think he has the jiu-jitsu to do that. Prime Costa, I think, can definitely do it to a 37-year-old Luke. So, mm, not gonna lie to you. Maybe. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, he's definitely gonna be a problem for Luke on the ground, but I don't know. I, I think, don't know look, if he's I getting think, him in a submission. No, like I think he's the stronger guy for sure. I think Luke Rockhold is definitely stronger. You don't want to be in a vulnerable. You don't want to be off the back. Yeah, I mean, Luke you, you got to remember you know? too. Luke is also a black belt. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, but you, you we can't disrespect the. The, the jiu-jitsu of Paulo, too, especially at his peak. I mean, yeah. So, like, I'm just saying, like, it just depends on what versions we get No here. matter where this fight goes, it's going to be fun. Yeah, no, nah, it's going to Whether be it's on the ground or fireworks. standing up, I think it's a great fight. Fireworks, bro. Uh, so, yeah, he has Luke Rockhold. You're set on that. Yeah. Okay. And I have uh, Paulo by knockout. And the main event is Kamara Usman versus Leon Edwards, too. Um. Okay, I want to say this like real, real fast. I think <laughs> last week I wasn't as hyped for this fight until I started watching again the Invited Vlog series, and then on top of that, so many people, like so many of like these other like YouTube channels or whatever, just media like sites, have covered this fight in a different light, talking about how Leon Edwards has literally looked like perfection for seven years because he hasn't lost since he lost to Camaro. And both guys were very underdeveloped back then. Like, they were very green, obviously. So now they're both very much better. 
and I think this is a big fight. Uh, Leon Edwards obviously hasn't lost again since he lost to Usman, and he's literally fought. Uh, he's had some bad luck when it comes to fighting. I'm not going to lie to the past couple of years, but when he has fought, he's looked very good. I don't really count the Nate Diaz joint. That was like the last <laughs> round. For most of the fight, he was God. torching that dude. Spark, baby. But for most of the fight, he was like making Nate look easy. So this is a big fight. Whether you, No matter how, what way you slice it, Kamaru Usman is taking him serious. Trevor Whitman is actually showing... Like, these guys are actually showing Leon the respect that he deserves. They know he's dangerous. They know he's coming for that. They know he's going to be in peak condition. And as we see with Kamaro, he gets better every fight. So, my thing is, depending on where the fight goes, I can't really be definitive right now. I'm obviously going to go with Kamaro because I think Kamaro just has the experience and he's looked pretty unbeatable lately, honestly, since he's got the strap. So, as far as, like, striking-wise, though, I don't... He has the power advantage over Leon, but the the better striker, I think, would go to Leon. And I don't think he wants to really strike with Leon too much. Yeah. I think, I think wrestling would be the avenue to finish the fight. If he somehow catches him with a, with a good right, it's cool. But I think he has surgery, though, right? He has surgery on his hand, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but it wasn't nothing crazy. Uh, it, well, I don't think that's going to matter. I mean, I hope not. We'll see how that with Usman. Goes. He likes to line his shots up. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't really throw wild. He doesn't really do anything no, off the wall. He, he just plans his punches, sets them up right, and delivers. No, yeah, and the way he fights, it looks like he's yeah. not, not that he's mechanic, but he's. It looks like he's programmed to throw with such good form. Like he has such good technique. Yeah. One two right down the middle, all tight. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't leave much opportunity. For counters, no. If but, he wins this, but Leon definitely, um, Leon's definitely got a unique, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like set of striking and oh, kicks, yeah. like a unique, almost kickboxing sense of like Dude, he's some weak. of the kicks he throws are sometimes hard to read. Some of the punches that he mixes in with that are also, you know, out there. Um, this fight is definitely way more exciting than the first time they fought, for sure. Because they're both, right now, huge. I think they're in their best, like you said, they're in their best shape possible. Um, that's what I'm saying. This fight is massive, bro. When you really look at it, this yeah. is a big, big fight. I, like, that's what I'm saying. I didn't understand the importance last week. Usman, or, uh, sorry, Edwards, I think, holds the biggest threat to Usman. That's what I'm saying. Um, Standing up. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Jorge, but Jorge was not it. And I think the only way Usman would lose his belt is if you put Edwards and Colby in the ring together. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> I mean... I think that's it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I just... It's just like... Leon is so good, but I've just seen Kamaru just prove it over and over and over that this is this is his time. He believes it, and... If he laps this division, we're looking at what? He already has six title wins, it says, I think. Six, seven? Is it seven? Six, seven? I got to check that again. Yeah. Um, I think well, he has he six. beat Jorge twice. Yep. He beat Colby twice. That's four. He beat... Um, Tyron Woodley was a title win, right? Yeah, that's who he won the title from. Oh, okay. Um... 
Oh, Gilbert. He beat Gilbert. Oh, yeah, he beat Gilbert Burns. And he had one more. I, I know he had one more. I forgot which one. I think one. that's it. Oh, Jorge again. Yeah, he beat Jorge twice. Oh, he beat Colby that. twice. Okay. And then he Gilbert. beat Gilbert Burns, so he's got five. This will be his sixth. Hmm, I feel, like, I feel like he fought somebody else. I'm just missing it. Um, I don't know. They said he has six title wins, so maybe. Maybe they, I'm missing somebody. I could be wrong. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they could be counting the Tyron fight. If they're counting the Tyron fight, that That's would be six. six. But he got it from Tyron Woodley. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It is a title win, though. Didn't he get the title? Well, it's not a. Well, yeah. Did you say? Wait, did you? I don't know how. You I don't know. They said it. they said that he has six title wins. So what I I guess they're every counting time that the title, one, yeah. every time the every time the title was on the line, he won. I I'm thinking title defenses would be five. Yeah. Title fights would be six yeah. because yeah. So he has six. That's that's accurate. So if he wins this, six title fights, five defensive wins. If he wins this, it'll be six title defenses. Yeah. Successfully. Um. I won't be shocked if Leon wins this fight. I'm not shocked either. I but I I think he's. I just think, I just think like, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not shocked if he wins because Leon definitely has the tools to win. He presents that threat, and I think we, I, I can't, we're, we're agreeing on that for sure. Yeah. I just think what I'm saying is, if he doesn't win, and obviously he's gonna look great. I would assume he's gonna look great. And Kamaru just comes out and proves it again. What are we gonna put Kamaru Usman in that conversation of probably like one of the Greatest ever. Greatest. I mean, he's going to have seven title wins if he does win this. John Jones has how many? 14, I think. 15? A lot. <laughs> he's, he has 14 or 15. I think the second closest to him is Nunez with 11. So, um, yeah. Uh, that's going to put him in a league yeah, company. John Jones has 13. Yeah, so he has the most. Um, so, yeah, it's his, he's creating a legacy right now, and he's literally in the toughest division right now. Being so dominant. I mean, after this fight, it's he's going to look at the winner of Nate versus Kamzat. And obviously, if it is Kamzat, then we're j- we're probably going to witness. The- we're witnessing the greatest, like, title run, I think, in the World Tour division just based off of fights. He's- Kamaru Usman is delivered constantly against the elite of elite. And if he does it again, I have a hard time, like, doubting this guy anymore. Than I already have, yeah. Which is stupid of me, and and it's crazy because he he won't move up, right? He said he wanted to go to light heavyweight. I don't believe him, but yeah, because he would skip straight over Izzy. Yeah, because he does, that's his boy. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't know if he can really carry light heavyweight around. You know, like weight around. Maybe he can. I don't know. He's very he's confident. Big. Yeah, he's very confident. He's as big as his brother when he's not like training. Like when you see him step into that episode, um, yeah. of the of the Ultimate no, Fighter, he was jacked, yeah, he was big as shit standing next to his brother, and like that's him in a training camp. I'm I think pre- if I'm he put on sure some weight, yeah. if he put on some weight, I think he would be okay. I would love to see it. But, I like I like Kamaro's confidence. So obviously, if he thinks he can do it at light heavyweight, you got my attention. I'll definitely be watching. But that's that's a pool that's going to be very very. Uh, I just don't know. We'll, we'll have to put something on our on our Facebook group. Got we'll to see what people think. Got to who, yeah. If he would be able to withstand against some of yeah. the guys, can we throw that? We'll throw that in there right now. We, we're we're going to do that as like the 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 question, the fan question. If Kamaru Usman enters light heavyweight, yeah. I'll throw I'll throw it up on Saturday. Bet do that because that's when everyone will be listening. Friday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. The episode drops Friday, so if you're hearing this on the episode, 
just know. Go to the group. Go to the group. And there will be a. And there'll be a topic. Yeah. And we just want. I, I'm honestly curious to see how people think he would fare in light heavyweight. I don't know if he would though, and it's could be a biased opinion because I'm a big Yuri Prohaka pro fan. Me too. Me too. I don't know if he could. I don't know. I don't know if he could withstand Glover being on his neck. We, just, we have to see him. We just have to see him at that weight. Yeah. I mean, if he took the time to to learn how to carry that weight and whatnot, because he's got the power behind it. He definitely does. I think there's more to him. And, you know. I definitely I mean, think there's more to him. What You know what I think he'll do? No, no bullshit. I think you'll all be surprised. I think he will go to middleweight. He won't stay there that long. I promise you. I think he might fight like three people there. Just... I don't know if they're going to be ranked. I don't know what. But I think he's going to have, like, three quick fights to see if he can, like, how the weight affects him. Because I don't think jumping straight to light heavyweight. No. I could see him doing ah. I could see him doing one. One fight one, in middleweight. Yeah, one or two. Like, while he's getting his weight up. Yeah. And then just dip out and go to light heavyweight. Yeah. But, I mean. Do that. I mean, I would like to see that. That would show, like, the progress. And I think that would add to Kamaro's legacy, honestly, if he has a win. In, Usman like, versus Vittori. Woo! Send I like it. that one. Just send it. No, nah, yeah, yeah, just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Dana booked that man. That's okay, nice. What's going on? Those headphones are right there. Thank if you, you want them, you. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, of course, man. Yep. No, you're good. No, you're good, man. We Thank appreciate you. you, boss man. That's the boss man. Yeah. That's the guy. Have a good night, man. All right, uh, so with that, we are going to jump into our second sponsor. So uh, I will have Jay do the honors of doing that. Today we are also sponsored by Trainwreck Fitness Company. We are proud to be sponsored by Trainwreck Fitness Company, where they make quality clothing that's 100% cotton, T-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops. Only colors available right now are black and white. You can check them out and place your orders on Instagram by searching all capitals trainwreck underscore all capitals fitness f i t n e s s c o to place all orders. Send them a DM on Instagram and go follow them out. Go follow them and check them out and uh, look at their designs on their Instagram and stuff. They got pictures up, and you can also catch the the owners of the company kind of um, sparring and stuff up there. And seeing how they look and, you know, seeing where they're coming from. Uh, Trainwreck Fitness is savage, not average. Yeah, man. I got a shirt right now I'm wearing, and this is comfy, and it looks nice. I'm not going to lie to you. Thanks, guys. You know, we appreciate you. I wore mine the other day, so it's in the wash. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, see? Look at that. <laughs> My man's already got it in the washer. That was fast. So, yeah. we appreciate you guys. Thank Did you. a little sweat in it, actually. I worked yeah. out, and it was actually was really comfortable. Good, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So... Now we are going into the other big event in boxing this weekend. We have Alexander Usyk versus Anthony Joshua 2. I'm telling you right now, I am on that main event, and I am so excited for this fight. This is the fight I've been waiting for uh, to actually be announced since the first happened. Um, This is obviously, like, a big fight for me other than the Crawford and um, Spence uh, fight that I hope we get soon. But so this is a obviously a high stakes, big, big, big like match up that we have coming up. Uh, this so, is this is battle of the top heavyweights yeah, right now. I guess I'm almost speechless. 
maybe not because of excitement. I just think that I, I as much slack as I give um, AJ, because I want to give some credit to AJ too. <laughs> Both guys. They don't. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't, <laughs> but at the same time, like, I got to say it. Like, AJ, from what I've seen, you know, little vlogs. I mean, you know, I'm a big media guy, so I watch YouTubes and all this other stuff, you know. So these guys do let you, let you in a little bit. Um, uh, I I do think that AJ's gonna come a little bit better than before. Um, he looks pretty good. Um, I I I have little questions about if he's gonna start using his power to the body more. I would hope he does because that's a big. For, that's the only way to slow use it yeah, down. Yeah, and, and like, that's what he's got to use to his advantage. Yeah, you have to implement that at some point, bro. Like, this is a big moment now. Like, this is the biggest fight of your career. You have to do whatever it takes to win. You can't lose, but you're going to lose. Um. <laughs> but you can't lose. So you're, you have to apply pressure. You have to start hitting this guy in his body because he's not going to be jumping up and down if you do that a lot. So... That's what he needs to do. Is re- the key to AJ is hit the body, set up some set up some like openings. You know, try and set up a little like pattern that he pro- you can probably disguise. So later down the line, you can probably hit him with like a little right hook or something. You know, use that little power. He's just got to read how Usyk is jumping around. Yeah, and, and when Usyk jumps one way, as he's jumping that way, you just got to let that body shot fly. Because if he jumps right into a body shot, that shit's gonna hurt. Oh yeah. So he's just got to kind of look at the little rhythm that Usyk kind of bounces around in mm-hmm. and try and work the body shots in that way, kind of set it up with the jab and, yeah, and or straight and just, just throwing weird combos that you yeah. didn't throw out beforehand and, and kind of get him to, like, jump a certain way. Mm-hmm. And when you realize he jumps that certain way, just unleash on the body a little bit and kind of, you know, let him know, like, hey, I'm I'm right here trying to slow you down. So Yeah, uh, excuse me. Um, He, uh, he... He is looking good. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I think AJ's really focused. As far as Alexander, um, obviously, you know, with we got the world conflict going on today. You know, he had to be in Ukraine along with Lomachenko. So, earlier, these guys were, like, not even thinking about boxing. Understandably so, you know. Um, so, like, I think the testament to... I, I, th- I just saw that Lomachenko got back in the States literally a couple days ago for training yeah. camp. So, uh, the fact that these guys were are like we're kind of like multitasking between like literally fighting for their country and doing this boxing thing the the what did what i don't even want i don't even know how like that strengthens how much that strengthens your mindset don't you think like if you've been in a situation like that you've been in like a war for sure like for you know per se I think Alexander going through that, and then Alexander now re- refocusing is like, all right, I'm the champ. I'm the top guy. Uh, I think I'm the best heavyweight on the planet. I got to put this guy out. I think now, and he looks a lot bigger, too. I don't know if you've seen Alexander. Yeah. He looks jack, dog. This guy's definitely bigger than he was in the first fight. And if he somehow still has like which he, I think he will if he's still if he's still as quick if he's still as springy yeah springy then wow bro I'm telling you man this fight is something bro you gotta watch this like yeah. I am so excited nah, I'll be bro. I'll be all over this um yeah I mean we say it countless times we've said it over and over well I've said it over and over again just the body shots is what Joshua has to do to win um if he can't do that 
So it's Usyk's fight. So so before we do move on, because I think this is the only thing we haven't talked about as far as this fight uh, is concerned. So say this Joshua, say Joshua does start hitting the body, starts like you know setting up cat combinations with that. What's the counter for Usyk? Do you think he should like in and out, in and out jab, jab one two one two, in and out. So um, angles too. I think angles matter too. Like so, you said. and I'm only saying this because so. On Saturday, well, last Saturday, um, I had a sparring session. Ooh, how'd that go, my guy? Not good. <laughs> but that's all right. It's a learning experience. I know. It's okay. So the dude I fought was like 6'4". Wow. I'm only 5'9". That's not fair. Well, it is because I, I'm weighing in at 229. He was 220. Ooh, so, man, and And so now I'm going to use my own experience out of this sparring session. And, and obviously, we're talking about two guys sparring at a gym, a local gym, you know. Yep. We've been practicing. We've been, you know, going to the gym, putting in that work. But, like, we're not professional-level athletes, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But from my experience from last Saturday, uh, you know, I went in there and I was trying. I've never fought a taller guy like that. Um, So, for me, you know, looking at it this way, like, it's almost the same height difference between, like, me and him versus Usyk and Joshua, yeah, Joshua is, like, probably. My my coach was telling me, he's like, yo, you got to get in and out. Mm-hmm. Throw the body shots, throw the jab up top, you know, straight to the body. Get him flinching his head backwards so he's not getting hit by your jab. And then body shots, you know, and then in and out. Just go in, use your combos, three, four punches, get out. Yeah. Work around the, work around the ring. When you see him come in, back up, slip duck yeah, whatever yeah. and then get back to the body and then back up and then come in when you see him when you he creates that space yeah jump in as he's backing up that's your best time to jump in mm-hmm. and kind of you know start working those those jabs yeah, and like, stuff just like and that's what i mean by in and out is just like you know throw the jabs to the face get his head moving out of the way and then when he's not paying attention body out mm-hmm. get back in fake the body up top come in come out you yeah. know what i mean but you got to and, and Usyk has it where he's you know, springing around and stuff like that. But Yeah, like, when you're in the ring, actually, like, in the moment in the fight, like, throughout the fight, you're going to start picking up on the little things. You're going to start realizing how he moves, what's going to come next. So, you got to pick all this data up, man, yeah, and you got to apply it. So, yeah, because, like, for me, so the reason why I say it went bad was, is, like, when I went in there, you know, um, we've been training my head movement and stuff like that because I'm an idiot, and I think that my fucking head is bulletproof. And I just went in there like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to leave my head right here. <laughs> yeah, and homie hit me with some nasty shots, but, I mean, whatever. We went. I, I think we only sparred like four rounds. Oh, that's not bad. No, it, it wasn't bad. It was my first time in there in a long time. Man, my and first And he's been in there a few times. So it was like we just wanted something quick. Yeah. And just something like a quick learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, you know, and then as the rounds went on, it was like as I was moving my head around, dude really couldn't hit me. And that's kind of where, like, you know, so in the beginning it went bad, but at the t- towards the end it, it got a little bit better. Um, so I think, like I said, I'm using that my personal experience towards, like, how I'm looking at this fight is this dude has to, Usyk just has to, you know, if he wants to win, if he's starting to get touched up by the body, if he wants to win, he's just going to have to switch into in and out. He's going to have to sort of point fight. He's going to have to go in, land some big shots, exactly. and get out, and then move around. Yeah, um, so that's that's a big key for Usyk, especially because if if 
Josh Rose comes in and proves like that, you have to have a counter, and that's a good counter to have. I think also, obviously, you have to use the angles because at the end of the day, when you're that fast, um, sometimes there's just things that they can't prepare for, and I don't think anybody can truly prepare for that type of style where you're jumping side to side and quick, like, yeah. you know, it, so he's always going to have that advantage for a certain amount of time, you know. If, I think Joshua, that's one him. thing. I think that's one thing Joshua has to do, too, is I think he has to really um, trap him. Yep. Get him in the corner. Cut him off. Mm-hmm. You know he can only move left or right. So if you see him springing around in the corner, fake fake going left and, like, get him to jump right and then cut him off right and, you know, throw a hook, throw an uppercut, throw a body jab and kind of just keep him trapped in that corner by throwing feints and this and that and then just trying to – you know, connect on these shots. Um, I think if they're just in the middle of the ring, Yusik mm-hmm. holds this, the advantage because he can just he's just around. springy. He's just hopping around. He's got the he can get to the angles yeah. quicker than Joshua can. And so I think Joshua's best advantage is to trap him in a corner. Yep. And, and and use the the little corner to his advantage. You know, keep him keep his back against the rope so all he can do is lean back or side to side, not where he could jump around you. And start throwing throwing in the angles and all that, and I think and and that's where this fight like it all really just depends like who what what settles who wins this fight is if Joshua is willing to pressure him and keep his back against the ropes, yep, or if he thinks that he can you know somehow if he thinks that he's going to be able to beat Usyk in the open ring, it's not going to happen. No, but like that's what I'm saying. They expect. He's talking like they expect him to pressure, and he says he's going to come pressure. So my thing is... He's got the big steps to pressure that, him, that, too. That's, but that's what I'm saying. If you're going to pressure, it has to be productive pressure because you can't pressure him and then get gassed out, and the fight is still going because if you do that, that's going to be an even bigger issue. So he has to make this count. I think AJ has to do this early, put pressure on him early, hit him to the body early, so that way maybe if you all that gassing out that you're going to do at the end of the fight you have the power advantage when when it comes to you and him i think when you're both low low fatigue and it comes to just one punch i honestly think that aj has that power to punch yeah because even because he aj has a lot a lot of power yeah so and it's natural power yes and that's the thing so and with natural power comes even when you're tired you still hold more power than the average person yeah. so like that power is still enough to, you know, no, but that's what I'm saying. To put somebody down. That's what I'm it. saying. And Usyk has power too. Let's not get it twisted. He did stun him. But what I'm saying yeah. is, when they're both low, low fatigued, we I kind of caught a glimpse of like who has the stronger punch, yeah. and that is AJ. So, and that's what comes with the pressure too. So like, if if AJ is going to pressure him, right, Usyk is going to have to do exert more energy trying to get out of these pressured situations. If he's trapped in a corner, if he's got his back against the rope and you know, he's going to have to exert way more energy trying to like faint one way to escape the other, or, you know, throw shots to back Joshua up a little bit so he can find room to get out. Yeah. He has- so they're both going to have to exert more energy this fight. And I don't know if, if Joshua comes out doing what he says he's going to do. I don't know if we see Usyk as springy and as move, as like have a, a lot of movement um later into the rounds like we did in the last one. Yeah, he can still fight his fight with Joshua pressuring him. Yeah. Though. So that's what I'm he saying. Can. Like he can definitely just play evade, stick to the one two while Joshua's just going all out pressure and he could make it work. Yeah, I think Usyk 
my so for me, my take on this fight is if Joshua wants to win, pressure. If Usyk wants to win, almost has to point fight. If Joshua is applying that pressure, that's the that for me. That's how I see it. Okay, so do you have a winner, Joshua? Okay, you have Joshua. I think that the fight's going to start. Joshua's going to come out pressuring him. I think Usyk is going to find a way to offset the pressure. Uh, I think he's just going to like try not to get hit as much as possible. They're going to drag into the later rounds. I think by like round ten, uh, I have I definitely have. AJ being gassed out a little bit. I have Usyk showing before that he can go to the full 12 and not, and look like he hasn't broken a sweat. Um, I think he's going to get to the 10th round, and I think Usyk is going to knock him out. So I don't think this is going to decision. So hmm. uh, I have Usyk and I would say, like, the championship round KO. I don't know which championship. I'm going to stick with 10 because I think 10 is a good one. But uh, I, I expect it to go into the late rounds, but I think Usyk is going to – Go night, put that nigga to night night. <laughs> oh man, so, he's gonna put that guy night night, bro. Um, I'm excited. I think uh, this is a big fight for the heavyweight division. Everybody, tune in. Uh, you're not gonna want to miss this. Uh, the undercard has some good action on it too. I have to look over at it again. Uh, I will probably do that as we like, yeah. <laughs> as we progress. But, um, but yeah, I mean, still though, I I don't know. This fight's definitely got fireworks, and I'm so happy that, like, the fights just kind of roll into each other this weekend. Oh, no, yeah. Because you don't have to really – like, the UFC card might go into the undercard of the Usyk-Joshua card. It's cool, though. But, it's like yeah. – but still, though, like you said, those – um, the undercard still has some good fights on it, too. Um, So it, it's kind of nice. Like, you'll be able to kind of, like, uh, judge it. You'll be able to have yeah. both. T- if you have multiple TVs, you'll be able to jump two TVs on and watch the undercard while you watch the main event of the UFC. I mean, I know you'll have two TVs. I gotta like stick to the shit. I might have three. <laughs> Man, yeah, like I gotta stick to the one. So. I might. We're gonna be in Nashville, so hopefully, wherever we're staying has multiple. There's a couple of us going, so we're gonna have different bedrooms. Mm. They're gonna be pissed off when they go to lay down at night, and all three TVs are on the fucking deck. <laughs> yeah, I'm stealing TVs out of everybody's room. <laughs> you have to, bro. Like this is, I mean, this is a big weekend. So, um, as far as like Usyk and Joshua too, I mean, they're they're gonna be fighting Abu Dhabi, I think, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Dubai. I think it is Dubai. Yeah. Uh, so I forget where they're at. Yeah. So I know they're fighting in Abu Dhabi. I know that. So it's it's gonna be like a they call it a desert showdown. So yeah. definitely watch, man. This is gonna be a good fight. And I think on the undercard of this, on the undercard of the Usyk Joshua fight. Oh yeah, uh, Badu Jack. Oh, Badu Jack How versus Richard Badu Rivera. Jack? Yeah, no, that's that's gonna be a good fight. I, I got Jack on that, yeah, baby. No, Jack that dude is <laughs> Jack. Gonna, Jack gonna kill that boy, man. It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be. Uh, I don't know. That's a fight. No, yeah. but that's a good fight. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, that's. Uh, that fight there probably on the undercard interests me the most. Yeah. Callum Smith might be second. Callum Smith, yeah. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen Callum Smith since he lost to Canelo. I know he picked up a win. Yeah. Um. So uh, we're gonna see how that goes. I think, but I think in that fight, uh, I think he's gonna win it. I think Callum has like a little yeah. bit of an advantage. But yeah, so I mean, there's there's a whole lot of there's just so much action this weekend. If, if you can watch 
every card from start to finish, I would so recommend it. Yes, yeah, so if you find a way to run those two, just watch it, man. Um, so I got to stick to the one. I got, I got a fire stick. That's good enough. We'll make it work. Uh, <laughs> as far as uh, other boxing, uh, this past weekend, Lopez versus Campa. Went exactly how we thought. Uh, and it went exactly how we thought. One round off I was. Yeah. I think, right? It ended in the sixth. Yeah. Uh, and the seventh. Or the seventh. I said yeah. the sixth. Yeah, the sixth. You said yeah. the sixth round. I mean, not bad, though. That, I I mean, I just said it was going to be a knockout. Um, Psh, he toyed and, with his food, baby. Yeah. I mean, if this is what Teofimo Lopez looks at, like, looks like at 140, um, yeah, uh, I would be worried if I was Josh Taylor and Ramirez and these guys. Like, I get it. Yes, this is their division. They've been there. They have the experience of being at that weight. But Teofimo looks really comfortable at 140. Even if I'm Ryan Garcia, I'm worried looking at how that looked. No, yeah. Like, I, I but I said, hey, I said this, Teofimo Lopez is the best of the bunch. And he just came, he just mentioned, he just had to move up. And I think, I mean, we're eventually going to see, I think Ryan Garcia said he's officially moved up. So we have him, we have Teofimo, and I think Tank said he's probably going to move up to 142. I mean, if you get those three names in 140 along with the Josh Taylors and yeah. the Ramirez, is like we're looking at a really fun uh, division. But I think right now Teofimo, I think he should fight. Well, they're trying to get Tank and Garcia for December. Yeah, that's in the works. We're gonna like. I think we're gonna talk a little bit more about that later. As far as like, you know, like what we think of it. Um, but as well, like, I think I think right now I think with the way Tiafomo looked, I think he's got to go back at Cambosis. Think so? Yeah. I don't know, man. That just means he would drop down. I mean, why fight Camp? He's our, he's a champion though. He won the he won the two belts mm-hmm. that night. So I mean, maybe the fact that he has some champion status, I don't know. Well, uh, that's Tio's only loss, right? Yeah, that might be his only loss. That's what I'm saying. I think. But Cambosos is tied up with Haney. They already had the second fight coming, so, and it's mandatory. Yeah, I mean, contract yeah. stuff. So yeah, I mean, if he loses again, at some po- at some point though, I think we need to get that two in there. I, mean, I guess, but I feel like it all depends. If like if Cambosis loses again and just doesn't look at all like threatening, I don't know why that would interest Teofimo. I mean, I guess because he gave you the L, but I mean, leading up to the fight Saturday, now that we said that, you know, to the fight Saturday, he he acknowledged the loss. And yeah, and he said that you know it was just a learning experience. I just have to move on, and now he's got swagger back. And I'm not gonna lie to you, man, Teofimo, like. He said he was up at 140. He's not going down for nothing. I believe him. So, I don't know, man. I don't think he really needs the Cambosos fight, especially if Cambosos I don't think he loses. needs it. Yeah. But I think it's something that, you know. It should interest him because he didn't. He it didn't. should. It's his only. It's. I'm pretty sure it's the only loss on his record. It's his only loss, and he knocked him down. So, I'm just saying, I think, I, personally, it sure it might not be, like, the most exciting fight we want to see Tiafomo take. But I also think that it's a fight that, you know, kind of needs to happen. I say needs. It doesn't need to happen, but it should happen. Yeah. Um, I think just for him to be like, you know, fuck it. I am really better than him. I can't do this. You know, that's a good question. What's up? Low key. Like, all you got to say is who you think will win. We're not saying it's going to happen. What if Ryan Garcia fought Cambosos? Cambosos. What? <laughs> really? Fuck 
Ryan Garcia. Oh, man. You really don't like Ryan Garcia, no. man. Why? Nope. What's the hate, man? Just don't can't stand him. <laughs> never liked him, never will. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess he gets a lot of hate for being like this social media guy, but I don't know, man. I think the kid got hands. Hey, dude, listen. The only way to be a big today in today's industry is being a social media man. So I give him that. I just I mean, he's care. fought some competition. Though. He has. Luke Campbell was definitely uh, surprising to me. I can't wait till him and Tank fight, and then I get to talk my shit after Tank beats the shit out of him. I don't know, man. I, 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 really, <laughs> I really do. I really hope for you that I think it goes that way. Because if I will tell you this. If in December, if they fight, when we do our next podcast after that, it's going to literally be two hours of me talking shit about Ryan Garcia. Oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just saying, if that fight ever happens, you better hope Garcia don't win. <laughs> if he does, I'm taking a week off. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, nah, don't do that now. <laughs> You're going to sit right there, and I'm going to look at you like, um. I'm going to sit right here. <laughs> I'm going to get a custom-made shirt <laughs> with our sponsors on it, and then underneath it, it's going to say, fuck Ryan Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. All right, bro. Oh, man, hold on. <laughs> but the last point of the weekend was that we had Xander Saez, a uh, young prospect, uh, absolutely just torch. Uh, so, what's it? So, Solier? So, Solita? I don't Solitas know. or something? Solita, yeah. yeah. Um, and when he did it, uh, he ran to no, the... Was co- it Espadas? Or no? It, no, it, I... The last name was so so something. I forget who Soldi, he fought, but Soldi, I, Soldi, Soldi something. Yeah, Soldi, I think something like that. He was a Mexican fighter. Um, uh, yeah. So he toyed with this man uh, the whole fight. Uh, he knocked him out in the first round. Actually, he got back up, but then after that, Xander Saez just proceeded to do what Xander Saez does, and that's be. Yo, he is the Tito Trinidad offspring, all right? He is Felix Trinidad 2.0. I want everybody to know what we're seeing here. It's not Edgar Berlanga that's, like, the prospect. I think that's he's my great. Boy. He's great. I love Edgar Berlanga. I'm Puerto Rican, so, you know, I'm a little biased. I love Edgar Berlanga. But the Trinidad I see, like, the 2.0 is I see Xander. Xander is very, very sharp when it comes to doing the little things in in the fights you know what i mean he's very tight he keeps a straight narrow line when it comes to his punches his combinations are deadly uh i his footwork is outstanding i've never really seen a prospect in a long time that looks as good as he does so when he ran to the corner and yelled i'm the best prospect in boxing I'm not going to be the one to tell him he's not. No, I agree. I mean, he had all right in the world to say that shit. Yeah, especially with how he just put that, just put the fight like that, man. Like yeah. he he is a killer, and Xander Saez is coming. I'm letting y'all know that right now. Let me ask you a question. You think he's top 15 ready right now? Top 15? I think he is. So, I think he is. So when I was looking at this at this point when we were talking about stuff we wanted to you know shoot the shit about, um, I was looking and I'm like. I'm looking at the top 15, um, and, like, you know, I don't want him to jump up too far. Yeah. You know, and, and when I say top 15, I'm thinking, like, 10 to 15 area, maybe even, mm-hmm. like, maybe even, like, 15 to 17, yeah, you know? Yeah, he's in the welterweight division. Though. Yeah, so, like, 
I don't know. It, it's tough. But when I was looking at it, I'm like, I don't want him to jump up too fast because I don't want him to get sparked by unwanted, com- you know, like an unwanted fighter that they kind of like, oh, I think you can beat this guy, you know, because sometimes Jim's be doing shit like that. Like he looks this good and then they throw him to the wolves and then his hype is shot. Yeah. Um, he needs those fights and experience to get up there. Uh, when I was looking, I was thinking like Jarrett Hurd maybe might be another good, like, like a good step up fight. That's I think he, one. I think he just got dropped out of the top fifteen, but still, I think that's still like a, a, a good fight. Yeah, um, I think that's a good fight. Ahmad Ali. Ooh, yeah. He's number fifteen. I think that's a really good fight no, for be, him. That'd be a good, that'd be a good main event right there. Yeah, I think um, he's deserving of that. Yeah, I sure. think I think Ahmad Ali, and then the other thing I was thinking is like he had to withdraw out of his fight against. Um, his last fight. Rob Sean. Yeah. Maybe let that happen. But I don't know. I think he sparks Rob Sean too. Yeah. He he just looks really impressive, man. Yeah. Like, I, I think Ahmad Ali, I think, is right. That's a good fight for And him. that's like, I think Ahmad Ali's at 15 right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think Jared Hurd dropped out, and I think he jumped in. Um, I mean. So if they're going to throw him to a ranked contender, I think Ahmad Ali is it. And that's not saying Ahmad Ali's a bad fighter. Oh no, but that that's the ranked opponent you need. I think that's I think that's the guy that's gonna determine yeah. if he's really ready yeah. for what's yeah. to come. Because once you get past him, yeah, I mean, you it's, might, it's fucking game time. Yeah, because he he I mean he has the look and everything of like to be like the next like boxing superstar, I guess. Yeah, and Xander Sias can fight, man. Like. He to me he is the best prospect in boxing. There's no debate here. There's no debate on Jay's side, obviously. No. So we got to see what he does next. Amir uh, Amir Ali. That's a that's a good one. Yeah, like I said, I, uh, Ahmad Ali is Ahmad good. Ali, my fault. No, you're straight. Um, he's good. Really nah, good. Nah, yeah, that's. A, I think that's a good fight, especially I, like 15 ranked. I mean, yeah, and I think we see him start to go up too. Yep. So I think this is like right here. I and it's tough because like. Should he jump straight to the top 15? I don't know. Because um, Espadas is the most um, like uh, experienced fighter okay. that he, that Xander has fought. Yeah. I think he had like 22 f- wins. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forget how many losses. I think it was like three or something like that. Yeah. So 20, you, you look at like 25 to 27 fights out of that guy. And then everyone else before that didn't even have, like, double-digit fights. Yeah. So, you know, to say he should go in and fight Ahmad Ali is, you know, I, with the way he looks, I think it's a really good fight. I think they match up well together. But part of me also thinks that maybe Jarrett Hurd should be there. Or, like I said, Rob Sean, like, I, I think... A good introduction. I think, yeah, right before he jumps yeah. to the Ahmad Ali, but... Also, it's almost like if we wait too long, Ali is also ready to start going up. So it's like, it's almost like, do we wait until these guys make it to the top to fight each other? Or do we kind of just let them duke it out now and they're at the bottom? I personally think we let them go up a little bit, but I think it's one of the, I think it's a more exciting fight than Jarrett. Or Rob Sean. I mean, I see that though. You got no argument for me. So, um, 
I think that, but I think that that's what should be next for him. Something, somebody like that. Probably Jerry is good too. So, I mean, with that, um, yeah, uh, that was like our definitely our boxing uh, news for now. Um, we're going right back into the UFC side of things in MMA. Uh, the first point we wanted to get into was a little deep dive of Jan versus O'Malley. Uh, obviously, we have to acknowledge that, yes, Cheeto Vera did win. We acknowledged it earlier. So that does matter in this whole thing. So Peter Jan versus Sean O'Malley. Um, I guess where I would like to start with that is uh, what I may. You know what? Like people are saying that uh, Sean O'Malley is to be taken serious. And I'm not saying he shouldn't be taken serious, obviously. But his levels of opposition lately, though it has gotten better, you know, like, beforehand, like, even on the Contender Series, I just didn't really see, like, too much. Like, I felt like he was a little one-dimensional. He was exciting, but he was a little bit one-dimensional to me. I feel like he is getting a little bit better, but he does need, I just think he needs a test. Like, obviously, jumping to Peter Yan is a big, 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 big test, but, like, He's confident that he can take it on. Is he's is that really uh, a smart thing to like, you know, brag about? I don't really think so right now because Peter Jan is Peter Jan, and he's really motivated right now to get that title back or to even get a shot at it. So I think Sean O'Malley has to be, he has to like literally strengthen those weaknesses and make sure your weaknesses are as little as possible against a guy like Peter Jan. With that being said, um, I don't know how, you know, Jay would feel about it. But I don't. I just don't see – I think Sean O'Malley really has to work all around and probably put in a lot more work than he usually does to, if he even wants to have a chance. Yeah, I would agree. Um, it's so tough because sometimes we see fighters that don't know how to really handle the reach. Exactly. This is the, one of the tallest fighters, if not the tallest fighter – in the division. Yeah. Um, That's what I was thinking. So too. it's going to be interesting to see how Jan deals with the reach. Um, yeah. Especially if he comes aggressive. Yeah. But that also, if he stays tight to O'Malley, mm-hmm. that also limits what O'Malley can throw. He's going to have to figure out how to create that space so he can throw his his specialty stuff that he's used to, so used to throwing. Yeah. So if, you know, it's so tough for Jan because, like, he almost has to wrestle. Yeah. He's almost got to put O'Malley on his back and just elbows, ground and pound, threaten submission, soften him up, and kind of, you know, figure it out that way. Um, But, I mean, that also goes with, if he pulls the Dominic Cruz card and just blitzes the shit out of him, <laughs> what's O'Malley going to do? You know, like, like it, does think, O'Malley have that experience, though, to know how to defend against a guy of that caliber? If he's just blitzing you, throwing power shots, like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, well, I think he he's ha- got good head movement. Uh, yeah, but I, and also, but I think we do a little, a little bit. We do a little underestimate, like, the power of O'Malley sometimes. Because I feel like maybe, look, if, if Peter Jan does rush him, say he does, um, and 
you don't know for like it's it's MMA. Like we said earlier, anything can happen. A split second. Sean O'Malley does not have like tissue hands. No. To, uh, Sean O'Malley can carry a punch if he can connect like yeah. at all, like in a counter way, like trying to use Peter Yan's momentum against him. Because I do think Peter Yan is going to be the aggressive guy. So if Sean O'Malley can survive in like a li- a little bit of a pressure like onslaught or whatever, I don't know enough to like gather the data that he needs to like. All right, I can set up something here quick enough. Then I think he has a shot. I'm not saying that he can definitely get this done, but there is a shot for Sean if he's going to try and go striking. I prefer that he strengthen the wrestling just. A- he has to strengthen the wrestling somewhat. In some sort of way, he yeah, has he to. Ha- because you have to hit the wrestling. But if if so, but so like, but it doesn't have to go. It doesn't have to be the way you have to fight him. No, you know. So you like, just need it in your back pocket because at any given moment, yeah, Jan could just throw you against the cage. Exactly, and with reach like yours, that, yeah, it could work. That that's an advantage you do have. And that's the thing too is like if he can learn just to use his butterflies, like. When Jan's on top of him, he's got the tall lankiness to him to kind of shove Jan off of him. But also, we know how strong Jan is. So if Jan knows how to, you know, keep his his balance and and really use his weight to his advantage and kind of like, you know, not really. He might not even want to go top mount. He might just want to stay on the side and and try and work that way Um, or half guard. You know, not even I, I don't think full guard is a good spot for Jan to get himself into. No. Just because of the length of O'Malley. Um I it's it's just tough to say because we really haven't seen O'Malley wrestle. Yeah. We haven't seen him really get taken down and, you know, beat up yeah. on the ground. Like and, I, I just it, it so it's tough. And that's what I'm saying. Like I think as a fight gets I mean, is it announced already? It's announced, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So when the fight does get closer, I uh, we gotta check when it is again. Um, it's uh, UFC two eighty one. The same card as Sterling and or sorry, two seventy nine. I think I don't remember now. No, two seventy nine is Nate Diaz, right? Yeah. It could be that card. I don't know. I forget when it is. I think it, it might be two eighty. Yeah, I don't remember. I'd have to go double yeah, check, it check it and it figure again. it out. But, um, There's I, just been so many fight announcements. No, it's yeah. so hard to keep track of dates, man. Yeah, nah, but uh, what, what I, I do think that as the fight gets closer, that's when we're going to see things. Like, I'm, I I advise everybody, look, go go to UFC's channel. When they're having these fight weeks, they do have these vlog series. I do recommend to go check them out just so you can get a behind-the-scenes look of what preparation sort of looks like for some of these guys. So I feel like as when that time rolls around, when we get a little more in like in depth, up close and personal with these guys, when you start to see what they're working on, you know, in these little vlogs or whatever, when the time comes, I'ma have a good idea. I think I would have a good idea it's of two eighty October twenty second. Okay, yeah. So that's that's not right around the corner, but it would yeah, it's kinda right right around the corner. Yeah. It's, so. it's two main events away. So I mean we're looking at two months. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, when the time gets closer, we're going to see what's been happening these past two months. Yeah, we'll start to hear more like what O'Malley's been working on, what Jan's been working on. So right now it's just kind of tough because, you know, like I said, we haven't seen O'Malley really wrestle, and we've seen everything Jan has to offer, but he still can be better, you know. So 
Um, like you said, as we get closer to that, we'll start to see more. We'll be able to reach out more on it because just like we'll be able to see what each fighter's been working on or who they've been training with and, and stuff like that. But yeah. for O'Malley to really win this, he's got to touch up on his wrestling. Um, for Jan to win this, he's just got to he's just gonna have to really spar against taller people. Yeah, does the because the only problem that really presents to uh, that that Jan is dealing with right now is that reach. And that's something physical. So he has to get in a lab and work with some taller guys. You are right about that. Yeah, which I think we'll see. Like yeah. I said, but like you said, you know, once we get closer to that, we'll we'll figure that oh, out. Oh yeah, we're gonna get there. But that was just a little bit of like a little deep preview. You know, yeah. we, we did wanted to say more about it, and I think we got some good things out of that. Uh, the next point is this isn't anything official. Uh, it was just reported that uh, Jared Cannonier versus Sean Strickland is in the works. Um, so, we're not going to, like, talk about, like, the actual matchup because it's not confirmed yet. Yeah. So, we're just uh, – I just want us to touch up on, like, it's in the works. If it does happen, what do we think the fight can be? And for me, uh, I think we'll see a good fight if they do fight each other. I think it'll be a very entertaining battle. Um, see, I think Strickland gets sparked early. Yeah, but his style, I think, would make it fun. Yeah. Because he's kind of – he is reckless, which is bad. And he try, he tends to try and strike with people too much, but some of that stuff yeah. it, it does make the fight a little but bit better. Being knocked out by Pereira also could probably have set his mind different. Yeah. So he might be going to the gym and putting in that work and trying to figure out how to be better. Because I mean, he does. You know, the dude's a douchebag. Yeah, and he says dumb shit all the time. And you're just kind of like, sometimes you want to root against him for that, but like. I mean, he's not bad. No, he's obviously not. he's obviously he's. I mean, I'm not gonna say he's great. He's yeah. good. He is. He's good. But like you said, he's just dangerous. He's reckless. Yeah, that's... and like he just kind of goes in chin strong and. Yeah, you can't do that. No, and especially not in this weight class. I mean, you got guys like Alex Pereira. Yeah, that are just dangerous. Jared Cannonier, dangerous. If we get the old Derek Bronson back, also dangerous. Yeah. You know, like, it's just, that shit's just not going to help nah, you. Yeah, and against a guy like Cannoneer, good luck. Yeah. Because I honestly think Jared Cannoneer is going nowhere. I think he's really, uh, he might, he, he wants that Izzy fight again. And this is, I think, like, his weight class. Not, not uh, besides Izzy, but I think this is the perfect weight class for him, I meant, for his weight. I think Jared is very comfortable here. He holds a lot of power in this division. And other like than Izzy, like I think he's really on a good high right now because he can. See, I, this fight is kind of exciting, but yeah. I would rather see him fight Pereira if Pereira loses. No, yeah, like, that'd be a great fight too. Because obviously, if Izzy loses to Pereira, well, obviously that that rematch is instant. There's nobody else getting in there to fight Pereira before Izzy gets a second shot. We yeah. we know that. Yeah, you know, like if Izzy loses, they're gonna be like, oh shit. This dude has to get back in there immediately. So, you know, if Pereira loses, I think he fights Cannoneer, and I think that's a really good fight. I think it's a better fight than him versus Strickland. But, I mean, I don't know. It could be good because, you know, Strickland likes to put on He likes to fight. He likes yeah. to brawl. Yeah, so, I mean, then that'll be a fight for sure. So we're just going to see where that goes. Hopefully... I do hope it gets announced. Yeah. I think that would be a good way to start things up again. I hope a lot of these fights that I've really been seeing coming yeah. to the top are real, like, 
Oh. Uh, Stephen Thompson versus Kevin Holland. I oh, think yeah. That's got fireworks written all over it. No, it does. Um, Wonder Boy. <laughs> Yuri versus Glover, too. I, you know, I heard that might be in the works. Yeah. And then I heard Stipe versus John. John. But we've heard that for a long time. So yeah. Hopefully. But John did did actually say he wanted to fight by the end of the year. So we'll see. December is it if he wants to do it. And, I mean, it's right around the corner. So that's like. They almost have to announce that fight. Like, if they're going to give them a legitimate, like, six- to eight-week training camp, they're going to have to make that fight pretty soon. next month yeah. at the latest. So we'll keep our eyes out on that. Um, speaking of heavyweights, uh, this is uh, the next bullet point. Um, for those who do keep up with the Embedded Series, I know a lot of people don't, but we've been touching on it today just because I think it does hold a little bit of importance. Um, so today, I for the last two episodes that I watched... I saw, like, uh, Mo Usman talking to Trevor Whitman. Now, if you know, if you guys don't know now, uh, Muhammad Usman won the Ultimate Fighter. And he is the younger brother of Kamara Usman. Surprise, surprise. And now everybody's been wondering, like, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people were wondering, but anybody who keeps up with the Usmans, I've definitely wondered where has he been. Like for or like what he's planning to do now that he is in the UFC, um, and in the series, you know, he was they were showing Kamara little doing little little striking technique, little warm ups, and Muhammad Usman was in the gym talking to Trevor about his Ultimate Fighter performance and how they can improve on that. So I think what that means to me is that he's gonna train with Trevor Whitman, um, and if he is, uh, Jay. I want to ask you first before I say anything. If he is working with Trevor Whitman and that is his camp for like his first fight in the UFC and on, how good can Mo Usman really, really be now? Well, before I go into how good Mo can be, I mean, Trevor Whitman is arguably the greatest UFC, well, greatest MMA coach. Yeah. Um, I like his approach. Yeah, uh, of all time. I mean, he, uh, I mean, when you look at, at Trevor Whitman, Dudes coach people to a combined of 21 world titles. Dude, this is the same guy who had it, Rose. Yeah, I, and that's what I was just going to get into is like, so his lineup of, of people that he's fought, when you look at it, so you got Usman, Rose, Stipe, Roy Nelson, Volk, TJ Dillashaw, Donald Cerrone, GSP, Justin Gaethje, Nate Marquardt, Keith Jardine, like winners, basically. Legacy and and obviously there's more to it, but I just went with some of, like, the bigger names that most people know. Yeah. But, like, you know, that's a list. Yeah, Legacy. I think he, and I think he does train with Trevor. Uh, Volk, doesn't doesn't he train with them too? No, Volkanovski? Yeah. Uh, on occasions. Not, on occasions, yeah. So, like, it's weird. So, like, these guys are all in their own – Um, obviously they're all in their own camps. Mm-hmm. But, like, Izzy – yeah. Izzy and Volkanovski are in the same camp. Yeah, yeah, no. but like they'll go train with Usman down at, at Onyx Sports. Yeah, I see. Which that. is where Trevor Whitman it's his company, you know. So, but then like Francis Ngannou goes down there with them too. So like you get all these top notch fighters in there. I mean, it, it almost puts Mo in a weird spot, right? Because if he's going to make a a run for the top, first of all, the heavyweight competition is getting fierce. Yeah. Um. With Ty Tuivasa, you know, Derek Lewis has kind of fallen out, but he's still Derek Lewis, you know. Um, Cyril gone. John Jones is getting ready to step in the mix. Stipe's there. Like, it's just, and the list goes on. I mean, 
So if he's really going to contend, he has to train with Trevor Whitman, I think. Because hey. Trevor Whitman trains champions, and Francis even trained with Trevor for a little bit, and he yeah. trained with uh, Usman yeah. for that Stipe fight. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, like, and and this is my thing, like, what Jay was saying about, like, Trevor Whitman. That's That's my whole point here is, like, Usman before the UFC was with Fortis, um, was with Fortis. So that was like his training camp for these fights before, obviously, because you know Kamara was in the major leagues, and you know like he had everything. You know Kamara was like the top guy. He has he's a champion right now. So you know his career is priority when it comes to Trevor Whitman, especially with like all the guys in the UFC that do come to him, um, that have his knowledge. So. I don't see Mohamed Usman being with his old camp for this, especially now that he's in the UFC. I do think he will train with Trevor from now on. Um, and I think when it, I think if that is the case, and honestly, today, even in today's episode, he was bringing it up. They uh, uh, Kamara Usman on on the vlog today took the flight to Salt Lake, so they touched down. Um, and they, they again, they were talking to Mo, and he said that this weekend is strictly about Kamaro, and that's the focus right now. Um, but he mentioned that after the fight is over, they're going to see what's next for uh, um, Mo, especially because I think based on what happens, I think Kamaro might, you know, I don't know what Kamaro's looking to do. I know he just recovered. If anything, I think he might help Mo get a fight or whatever the case is. But I think after this, Kamaro's going to train with Mo, and I think Mo's going to train with Trevor, and I think they're just going to develop this guy. Um, I think his best bet is to train there. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, he's. I think he's there already. The, he, he, he uses pronouns as, yeah, it's we, our focus, this and that, and Trevor is literally looking like he is about to train Mohamed Usman. So, yeah, I mean, and right now Mo is at Fortis MMA, yeah. which... It's not a bad gym. I, you know, um, Saif Saad is not a bad head coach um, out there. But then, like, what kind of, and I know he's been big in the MMA and boxing world. Like, kind of on the low end. Like, a lot of people don't even know this, but uh, Deron Williams is, like, he's, He's big at that gym. I'm pretty sure he's like the co-head coach. Like he's, he's like the assistant coach there. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he's a basketball player, but I mean, they have side, side hustles. Dude, literally retired from the NBA so he could focus on helping train fighters. Um, Uriah Hall is there. Um, I mean, they got, they do have a pretty decent coaching staff. Um, but now nah, you know what I'm saying. But like, it's just when you look at it, man. Trevor Whitman is just yeah, dude. he's just so good at what he does, and he has the perfect setup. So if Mo wants to reach the top, Trevor's it. It just for me, it causes I guess a conflict of interest because, well, not really a conflict of interest, but you know, like I said, Francis always comes down there and trains with Usman, and that's where he learns his wrestling. With he goes down to that gym, and that's where he learns wrestling. He, um, you know, Izzy goes down there and trains with them. Volkanovski goes in there and trains with them. Like it, these guys go in there; they're not part of the gym, but yeah, but that's they still want to learn a different aspect. So, like, if Mo's gonna 
go in there, he's going to have to possibly train with Francis, right? And that's like that's your title, that's your champion at the moment. Yeah. So I don't want to see it because I like the little Nigerian friendship that Izzy, um, Usman, and Francis got going on. You know, like every time they fight, like they're their ringside. Yeah, but business is business. Business is business. But like now you kind of have to put that friendship to the side and be like, all right, yo, listen, I got to help my brother. Yeah. You know? And uh, I think if as long as Mo goes the right way, he seems like he wants to, to learn. Um, so as long as he's willing to w- learn, and obviously his brother's going to take him under his wing and, and teach him the ropes of the UFC. But um, as far as how far can he go or what can he do, I think he can get up there. I mean, I, I definitely... I, I just have to see how well he works on his striking because we know his wrestling is there. So I just want to see how well he can work on his striking and not throw the same combinations all the time. Yeah, he has the power. He just needs to... He has the power. He's just got to figure out how to really work. He's got to figure out how to throw combinations and and, and be a better striker. If he can be a better striker, he's definitely dangerous. Exactly. Keep it tight. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's just... As long as he works on that, which we all know Trevor Whitman will do, um, I think he's destined for great things. Exactly. If he's a champion someday, I think he will be. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think. I think to, he will be too. Eventually, when if we're talking about when his career is over, eventually, I do believe that Muhammad was when would have won a title at least. I yeah, think he will. But we'll, you know, and we'll be able to t- reach that. Or as as he starts to, you know, we're towards the end of the year now, so he's obviously only gonna have maybe one, one more fight. fight this year. If not, this might be his only fight this year. But if he really wants to, you know, storm the fucking heavyweight division he could fight on that on john jones card i agree he he should be on that on that last year card if it's a heavy the next heavyweight main event or light heavyweight he should be on it he should be reaching out or telling his brother like you know after this weekend obviously don't get in his head now trying to cloud his judgment with your bullshit no they're focused but no yeah like after this weekend's over you know tell your brother hey listen man i'm ready help me call dana and be like yo dana my brother's ready yeah, get him in there in December or get him in there in November. Like yeah, you know, hey. get him ready to roll. Let him get that, and then next year come out three fights in a yep. year. That's I, just what he's gonna have to do. I think he'll do it though. I think he's really he's ready. I think he's ready to work. Yeah, I think so. Mo too. Usman looks like he's really into it. So yeah, I, but I think he's got a long road ahead of him. But I think, and by long road, if he does the three to four fights next year. I think he's on the path as long as he wins. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think he's on that path, and it just. Yeah. So I think he's all right. Yeah, I think I think he was moved. Like I said, he'll be a champion before he's done. So, um, our last point on the UFC and um MMA stuff, we have Chandler. Michael Chandler got announced to fight Dustin Poirier. Um, I forgot exactly which event that's going to be. Um, but. The fight's announced. Um, as far, you know, same thing like we said with the Strickland and Cannon thing. We're not going to go into, like, the whole fight details and stuff. We're just going to look at it as from the surface. The fight is announced. So, right now, I'm just going to give my thoughts. I think we should just give our thoughts on it. And I think that this will be a this is a firefight, bro. Um, this is an exciting one. I mean, obviously, you have Michael Chandler. You have Dustin Poirier. What more can you ask for? These guys are, they're just going to go balls to the wall. Um, and honestly, we should all be super excited. It's 
probably one of the best divisions in the UFC, if not the. So, um, no better two guys they could have honestly paired up at this time, honestly, either. Uh, that's one of the fights that you could make, and that's a great fight to make. And it's made. So, yeah. I'm happy. Um, I think we all seen this coming. After yeah. that scuffle at the UFC event, we kind of knew it was going to happen. I can't wait. It only bro. made sense. You know, like, obviously, it stormed Twitter. It stormed Facebook. Yeah. Like, once MMA fans got a hold of that and and everyone was like, oh, this needs to happen. Not and, good. you know, they've always been chirping at each other a little bit on Twitter and whatnot. But for this to spark off, it, it's just, you know, that's just kind of I, – I figured it was going to happen. I just didn't know when. Um, this going to be a – I think Chandler just pushes a pace on Dustin. And yeah. – I think it's going to be a good fight, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's destined to be a good fight because <sighs> we know Dustin's no slouch. Oh, no. Chandler's no slouch, even though you know his record doesn't say it. But I know, man. But that, but when you look at the people he's fought, yeah, I mean, into the wolves, yeah. Like. They literally threw him to the wolves. They're like, "Hey, go in there and fight Dan Hooker," <laughs> and he did, well, he and him. he won. But then after that, they were like, two fight losing streak." Now they're like, "Hey, I think have he, fun. I think he. I mean, if the fight's announced, so we can make the a, a quick prediction. I definitely, I think Michael Chandler wins. I think Michael um, Chandler beats Dustin Poirier. Uh, I said Dustin by decision. Okay. I mean. But that could also change. Yeah. When the time comes, we'll see. But, hey, that's a good fight. Um, I like it. Uh, Now we have our, you know, we're coming on to, like, the last segments of our thing. We have uh, a little boxing news that uh, kind of, like, not broke, but it's kind of been, you know, chirping. And it's kind of been peaking out there, especially with the whole Crawford and Spence thing going on. Uh, another prospect we have is. Jerron Ennis, uh, Jerron Boots Ennis. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, you might want to go do your homework. Jerron Boots Ennis is really, really good. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Roy Jones. And honestly, I mean, it's his favorite fighter, he says. So I could definitely see that comparison. Uh, he has some wicked power. Uh, I, The speed of his combinations are ridiculous to me. Um, and the way that they, like... The way that he's just able to hurt these guys is, like, kind of scary. Uh, but basically, Jerron said that he's ready for a, a Crawford or a Spence. Um, and that's, like, the big thing that I wanted to just, like, touch up on real quick is that do do you think, Jay, that Jerron Boots Ennis is ready for a Crawford or a Spence right now? So besides Crawford, being one of my favorite fighters mm-hmm. in that weight class. Oh yeah, Boots is my favorite fighter in that weight class. Wow! So high praise. So with that being said, um, I think Boots can be either or. Ooh, man, that's a hot and, one. That's that's not a bad take. And the only reason why, so I'm gonna back this up because you know I said, nah, go ahead. Man. I said that I'm a big Boots fan. You know, Boots is my favorite fighter. Yeah, and. This is an unbiased opinion. All right. Um, and obviously, I always tell you when it's biased. But this is this is the reason why I think Boots wins. And he can be either or. Mm-hmm. I think both of them are just too wild. I don't think they throw with enough precision to keep Boots from being able to do what he wants to do. And what I mean by that is go in there throw them nasty combinations where he hits you up top twice and then you think he's coming back up top 
and he hits you in the body. Mm. Or he throws the body combination and smokes you up top, and you just don't. He's so good at mixing up his combinations, and it's not always he's not always head hunting. Nope. He's not one of those guys that that um, head hunts. He looks at where's my best opening, what's my best angle, and I think that gets him to the victory on either guy. Um, and either guy obviously is no easy feat. I'm not saying he goes in there and sparks his dude in four rounds. Oh, no. Either dude in four rounds. But at the end of the day, I mean, the dude is just... Teron Ennis is literally just... I don't even know how to put it. He's just so much more well put no. together, I no, guess, I than do, either or. I do agree with... I do agree. Everything that you're saying about him is absolutely 100% correct. Jerron Boots Ennis is that guy. He is a problem. And he's definitely he definitely has the the skill set to actually compete with those two guys and yes, dare I say beat them. My only thing is like the reason why we look at, when it comes to those two guys, the reason why we look at Crawford versus Spence as like the biggest fight probably this century is cuz well, both guys are like one of a kind type fighters. You know what I mean? So I think it says a lot. Uh, even when Jay says it, you know, as an unbiased guy, uh, that like that Jerron can complete can compete with these guys, especially because that just must mean that Jerron Ennis is another one of a kind athlete, and he I think he is. He does have the skill set. I can't really debate that he he can't beat these two guys because if he if he used to fight his fight, he definitely can. Yeah. Um. And, and I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying that Boots is going to go in there and definitely win. No. I mean there is that. You know, I say these guys are wild. No. They do have. I mean, obviously they're the two best almost in this. These are the three top guys in this weight class right now. Like, you know, you see their names and you're kind of like. Okay, these honchos. are the guys I want to. You know, these are the guys I want to see, and then everyone else underneath that is okay. It's just like, all right, whatever. You're just here. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's literally it. They're you're almost. Just you're almost there. just like, bro. Sorry, but you're just a name with a number next. When to someone you. looks at our division, they don't look at you guys. No, they look at us, and by us, I mean Spence, Crawford, and Boots. Hey, all I'm saying is, man, unbiased opinion, because you know we all know Terrence Crawford is my favorite boxer ever. But unbiased opinion, I, I really do think that Crawford beats him. Probably slightly, but honestly, it could go the other way. So the fact that we're even saying that means that Jerron Boots, I think to me, is worthy of either guy. Oh, I do too. Um, and, you know, it's just he's, just, he's just been on a different level. He's just been doing his own thing. And, like, a lot of people forget about him. Yeah. Honestly, which is, like, because he's just... He pops up, he fights, disappears. Like, he's not a media guy. He doesn't care to be out there and be... Nah, and he's respected, too. Yeah. Like he's he, respected by a lot of fighters. Yeah, he doesn't care to go out there and, and be the center of attention. He just wants to do his thing, fight. You know, he wants to talk with the gloves on, and he doesn't care about the whole microphone in his face type of shit. Nah, so nah, That's and, the best language. You fight. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we, we talked about that earlier when I was making fun of... Yeah, U <laughs> six drip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, that. that uh, but like you said, he looking closer like a Viking. That's yeah, cool. a he, foot of hair away from being he, a Viking. He rock it though, man. Shit. But yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I think I think Boots can win. Yeah. Um, 
he can he he's that he definitely deserves to be there. Yeah, he deserves to be in the conversation with, with those, those two. Yeah, a hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, hey, we got to see what happens with the fight uh, with Crawford Spence if it gets announced, and then I think losers should fight that. I think John Butanis deserves each of them, and if he keeps calling them out, uh, at some point you can't deny Jerron, and I don't think anybody else uh, is um, saying that he should be denied any longer. I think he should definitely fight one of those guys when the time arises. And, and these two guys in Spence and Crawford, they don't, they don't want that ducking label over their head. So they if don't. Boots is sitting there just calling them I out. I forgot which one said that said that uh, he wouldn't fight him because that's his, like, little bro but little bro don't respect you i think that was crawford saying that uh i don't think i'll fight jerron like that's like my little yeah my little guy but jerron's literally yeah jerron is looking at legacy dog yo listen i got a lot of brothers mm-hmm. i would fight all of them for money <laughs> for that price tag yeah for the right money <laughs> yeah. i mean I mean, hey, hey, and when it comes to it, I'm sure that's no problem for Terrence Crawford. No. He'll, he'll be like, all right, man, you, you lock up. What's up? That's I'm just, what I'm saying, bro. At I'm some ready. point, you got to put that shit to the side and be like, hey. Let's fight, dog. This is what so, we got to do. And sometimes I wish Izzy and Usman would do that shit. Yeah. Like, yo, fuck the friendship. Just go we'll in there be beat right the anyway. shit out of each other. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, I guess it's a little I've, I'll tell you what. One matchup I've always, always wanted to see, and I don't give a fuck who weighs what. Uh, Nate versus Nick Diaz. Oh, I just funny. I because I just want to watch them both go in there and just literally beat the shit out of each other yeah, in man. like a ten round fight. <laughs> bragging rights for bragging rights for the brothers. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh second last point. Uh. We have Garcia versus Tank in the works for December. Um, yeah. So obviously it's like the Cannoneer and Strickland situation. It's not official, but from everything that. I've seen and everything that I've read and all my and all the sources that have gone around. It went from they were trying to make the fight with Tank. Tank wasn't responding for whatever reason, and now I guess that there is some talks going on finally. Uh, and I guess Ryan Garcia did confirm that. So if the fight does get made, I mean, finally, I want to say because yeah. it's it's just been too long, and I feel like. I'm not look I I like Ryan Garcia just because his speed is unworldly and we are Ryan Garcia. I know you don't like him, but from a boxing standpoint, if we're talking about skill set, yes, he's not the most polished guy. Yes, he got his little uh social media following and that kind of annoys a lot of people. They're a fucking cult. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing I can say for sure is that he can fight. Let's let's, yeah. let's not say hey. that he can't fight. The guy can fight. And I think that's the thing that makes him dangerous is that people doubt that Ryan Garcia can fight. As much as I shit on him, he he can't fight. He he's got hands. He's got immaculate fucking speed. Yes, and what I'm and I want to quickly bring this up real quick for everybody. Like I think that all the the shit talking does get to him because every fight he does out he goes out there and he looks better than he did before, and I just think he wants a challenge because I think he just wants to prove to everybody that. He's not no social media boxer. He's, like, an actual guy. Yeah. Tank is the fight that he's been calling out for. It's one of those scenarios, like, does Tank really interest Ryan Garcia? No. But right now, if you're Tank, you beat Roley Romero, who else is really rushing to fight you? Uh, if you really think about it, I haven't heard anybody say, I want Tank. Like, for real, for real, but Ryan Garcia. So that has to say something about the kid's confidence is it stupid? We don't know. 
I think that we have to see this fight though. It's speed versus power. Like th- this is it right here. Like and I think this is one of the big money fights that boxing can make. So if it's in the works, Oscar, some Floyd, whoever's in control, if he even is with Floyd, dog, y'all get this done, make it cuz I want to see it. I just want a lot of noise to be canceled out by already. Like I think yeah. I think Ryan Garcia. You get a bunch of one side of each fans. Like you get the cult of Ryan Garcia yeah. fans, and then you get the cult of Tank Davis fans, and you're like, you know, they're just running at each other with arms fucking held tight, just wall to wall fans, just fucking head first, and it's just like the that you fight can't use no. There's no like Garcia fans. It's all Garcia. They'll tell you he'll spark them in the fucking first round. Tanks fans will tell you they'll he'll spark Ryan in the first round. It's like mm. I don't think either do get sparked in the first round. Nah. I think we get a hell of a fight out of that. Nah, it's 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 gonna be a fight, and I, and the only reason why I say that is because like dog, if the fight goes on, you gotta know boxers are meant to pick up things as the fight goes on. So yeah. we're gonna see obviously, Adjust. yeah, we're gonna see adjustments and all that, and I'm very curious to see the j- adjustments made in this fight. For either guy, because like I said, there's speed versus power. There's reach. There's like all these things involved in this fight. So, I mean, one guy has wicked, like wicked head hunting power, and then the other guy has a wicked body shot. Like this fight, this fight is everything you want it to be. It, it has fireworks in it, and it's not going to decision. So, if you like finishes, this is the fight that people want, and I would love to see it. Yeah. I think it's great proving ground for Ryan, too. I think it's time that, I mean, everybody wants Ryan to get dusted or everybody wants Ryan to fight somebody with substance. Yeah. There he and, is. And I think a lot, I, and what makes me think that Ryan could pull this out is the fact that, like, everyone's been kind of, like, on his back. Everyone's always against him. That's what I'm saying. The shit talking so, pisses him off. Yeah, so, like, but if he really loses this fight to Tank, how like, is he going to handle it? Yeah. That's, right. it, it, like, it, does he just say, fuck this weight class and dip out? Like, you know, like, there's just so many different it, scenarios that can also, happen from that, this. Because yeah. the same thing can happen for Tank. But I personally think if Tank loses, I think he takes it in a way different way than Ryan does. I think if Tank loses, I think it makes him better. Yeah. I think he would turn around and get better. Yeah. But where, like, I think if Ryan loses, I don't think he gets worse. I think he stays the same, but I think you don't see him in the ring for a while. I think yeah. I think mentally you see him get torn in half. I don't know, man. Like I would hope not after everything he's like gone through. I would hope that you know once he sees, but he said. But the thing with with Ryan that does concern me a little bit is that in the past he's talked about boxing as like a phase. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, how in love, how involved is he? Really? Yeah. How involved are you really? Like, I mean, right now you're at the. You're at like I would say the peak. Like honestly, a lot rides on the on the fight with Tank. Um, but like you're in a good spot right now, I would say. So like, when do you plan on walking away? He said he doesn't want to go deep into his like thirties, even fighting. So yeah. Um, you don't you don't have a lot of time to actually like. Shit, if that means be, I mean, when you say something like that, maybe if he fights Tank and loses, that's it. Maybe, maybe he that goes is on it. and does something. It. I mean, he's got the money to kind of just chill out. Yeah, um, but, but I, I, the fight, the the guy in me, the boxing fan in me, like he brings a lot to the sport. I would hope that 
he he's not trying to get out quickly or anything like that. But that would be a good fight. Um, and moving on to our last point, uh, we kind of wanted to touch up on a fan uh topic that was brought to our attention. Um, and it involves Anderson Silva. If you know, if you don't know who Anderson Silva is, you're living under a rock. Um, <laughs> Anderson Silva, especially if you listen to this podcast, uh, Anderson Silva is arguably one of the greatest um, MMA or mixed martial artists to ever live. Uh, he's had probably one of the most decorated careers in UFC. Um, the guy is a boxer also. He's had uh, about four professional fights. Something close to that, yeah. I think it's either three or four. But um, yeah, he's he's lived a hell of a combat sports life, honestly. Um, so what we wanted to do was just like just touch up on him, ba- you know, basically like just discuss him a little bit, give him his uh, flowers, and you know, yeah, we we had somebody on our on our in our Facebook group, um, yeah. you know, ask us to touch up mostly on the boxing side of things, yeah. but obviously you can't talk about Anderson Silva without, without the MMA, yeah, without you know. the MS, MMA side. So he's had. Four fights in boxing. Right. Um, he has three wins, one loss. He's got two knockouts, hmm. and he lost by a corner stoppage. Mm. So, right, so, I mean. Um, however, he did. He lost his very first professional boxing fight. And, you know. Okay. This happened in 1998. Oh, right. So he lost that, and then that was kind of that was it. The corner stoppage, and that was it in the first round. Wow. But then, so he comes back and he gets a fight in 2005, and he wins by KO. He beats Julio Cesar de Jesus. Damn. And then in 2021, he beats Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. by split decision in eight rounds. Wow, yo. And then. I don't. I mean, it happened, and it was considered a pro fight, but he beat Tito Ortiz by a knockout. Yo, in the first. <laughs> first of all, I don't think I don't think I feel bad for saying this. Now that he said that name, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Dude's fifty-two, five and one. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Um, you talk about Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. Is probably one of the greatest boxers ever. Yeah. All right. Warrior. Mexican warrior. I know we're getting off topic a little bit because I just want to say something real quick. Chavez Jr., to me, is a disappointment. <laughs> I don't want to say that so harsh, but it's true, bro. Like, Why? Is that because he lost to Canelo? Um, no, it's just the fact that like when the going gets tough, you quit. Yeah. And I just don't like that. And you let Anderson Silva, who is a UFC, a MMA guy, all right, a mixed martial artist, come in to what you do predominantly, what is your bloodline, and you get boxed like that? No. Chavez Jr. No wonder. Yo, his dad was, was videoed at one of his fights rubbing his face into his palm because he quit. So that tells you everything you need to know about that guy. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, hey, but that's that. that's a hell of a fucking win for Silva. No, that's a big win right there, and that's just sad that's for huge. that guy. Huge. Yeah. Um, but Anderson Silva, I mean, as a boxer, it looks like he still got it. I mean, you're talking about a guy he fought and beat 
by who has 61 fights under his belt. Yeah, those hands. I mean, it went to split decision. So, I mean, sure. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say this. As for Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. to lose by split decision in his own sport is tough business. That's tough. How do you lose by... I know you just said this, but, like, how do you lose... Like, you know, if this went to split decision in the MMA and the octagon... Oh, that'd be wild. You know Silva's... The judges are going to be like... What the fuck? Fuck this boxer. What are you on, bro? This is if it was that close, we'll just give it to Silva. Yeah. If it's close enough to go to split decision, these judges should have been like, eh, for the legacy of boxing, we should give it to this and guy. And the fact you weren't even picked. <laughs> you didn't even get the decision win. No. They had it scored. Uh so two judges had it scored seventy seven seventy five. And then the third judge had it scored 75-77. So two judges had it scored opposite of the third judge. Wow. So. um, You know what, bro? So let, uh, I'm going to just look. I'm looking at the, right now as we talk about it, I'm looking at the uh, scorecard. It was an eight-round fight. Um, I mean, so the judges had it 77-75. 75-77, and then 77-75. That's how it went. Wow. So the fans had it 78-75 Anderson Silva. <laughs> so I don't know if – so if the fans had a, a vote on this, does that tell us that – so it shows here Silva lost round one, 9-10. Mm-hmm. Well, 10-9 to um, Julio. Then round two was 10-9 Silva. Round three – was a 10-9 Julio, and then Silva won rounds 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8. Oh, sorry. They had 8 at a 10-10 round. So they had it as a fucking um, tied round. But still, I mean, you look at it, Silva won 4, 5, 6, and 7. And this is this is voted on by the fans, this part that I'm talking about here. And the fans had it 78-75, Anderson Silva. So for me... When, you know, um, there's an app me and my buddies use. It's called Verdict, and you look on it, and you can go through for the UFC fights. It doesn't affect the way the UFC fights are scored. Yeah. But you can go on Verdict, and you can look at how the world watching the fights scores them, scores each round. And so I'm wondering, with the way this happened, did more MMA fans show up to vote for that shit? Or did Silva really outbox him? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not surprised, bro. Silva really outboxed this guy. I, I'm not. I wouldn't be shocked neither. Because I mean, so it, we get past the boxing, right? Yeah. And we look at the dude's career. The dude was a hell of a stand-up striker. Yeah. Hands down, probably the nastiest elbows in the game. Nastiest knees in the game. I mean, the dude did everything. Exactly. He has arguably the greatest was, MMA career. Was it against Vitor Belfort where he had arguably has the greatest front kick in UFC history landed against Vitor Belfort? I'm pretty sure it's who it was against. Yeah. I mean, like the dude when you when you turn around and look at him like he's always had solid movement. He's always had solid striking. He's always been extremely decorated and the dude has one hell of a resume. 
Um, like, yeah, and to you, be able to chalk somebody up like that on your resume, yeah, man. you you're speaking resume. Uh, he he has forty six fights total, thirty four <laughs> wins, twenty three by knockout, <laughs> three by submission, eight by decision. I mean, yeah, he has eleven losses, but in the grand scape of things, like those are later, later on, and like way past the his prime, the, the prime Silva. Prime Silva arguably was probably the greatest MMA fighter ever. Yeah. Um because like nobody has seen anything like Silva up until that point. And that record reign that he had just solidified even more who the fuck we're talking about here. Like like the guy was a once in a generation type fighter to me. Um and he definitely He's definitely one of those pillar guys that I think if um if, if it wasn't for Anderson Silva, I don't think the UFC would be in the I mean, place had, that it is now. He has the number three spot and most number of title defenses, too. Yeah, like he's up there. So it literally goes John Jones, Demetrius Johnson, and then Silva. Mm-hmm. So, so like, you know, you're looking at Jones with 13, Mighty Mouse with 11, and Silva with 10. Yeah. And, and then GSP with 9. Exactly. So it's like... Yeah, and... um. And, yeah, the guy just, like we said, the guy has just done it all. He actually has, like, one of my favorite UFC rivalries ever, too. Um, so I I can just, I, I can appreciate, I guess, Anderson Silva from, like, a, from a guy who just watches it. You know, I wasn't really into it all like that. But, like, re, like going into Anderson and, like, this topic, it was kind of cool to, like, catch up on just how much of an impact this guy had. Um, For sure... Uh, I do, th- yeah. He, like I said, he he's uh he's involved in one of my favorite rivalries, which is with Chael Sonnen. Um, yeah, they had some great moments. The 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 great call out, the uh, Anderson, you absolutely suck. Yeah, uh, everything, bro. Like everything about that, um, that like little rivalry was like probably like one of the best things I've seen MMA wise. Just because like Chael Sonnen is one of the best shit talkers ever. Okay, um, the bad guy. So like, when you put him against Anderson, who for most of Anderson's career, yes, he's been cocky and conceited, but he's actually been a real humble dude. And just to see him step out of his element a little bit to like try and fuck up Jason, yeah. and I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. So as far as memories, like I don't know, man, Anderson Silva is definitely to me. He he he'll always have a debate as, like, the greatest ever. And to me, he has that resume to be considered the greatest ever. For me, when a lot of guys come towards the end of their careers in any major sport and they start to have a serious decline, decline. you know, you always remember that. You're like, damn, like, man, when I do retire, he should have retired so-and-so years ago. Like, you look at Brett Favre, you're like, he really should have retired when he retired and stayed out. Exactly. Right? Because then now you remember his legacy is like, that dude came out and got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. You know? You turn around and you look at like, um, like the end of Kobe's career where he was just always in, he was getting hurt. Yeah. And you're like, man, like obviously Kobe's career, you're gonna remember the hell out of it. But like you all, but you're gonna remember the ending. The ending. And for me, like with Anderson Silva, is like you can't. You don't really remember the ending. The only thing you remember is after he broke his leg. That was it. That was it. And then you remember like. You know, the fight he with lost Izzy. to Izzy. And the, that's, fight with, the fight with Izzy was a good fight, too. I actually enjoyed but that's, that. But that's really it. Yeah, that was that's really the it. And you remember, like, if I sit here and, like, ask you guys, like, 
do you remember who he returned fight against or who his return fight was against? Most people are going to be like, I don't remember. No. You know, like, and that's the thing is, like, when you look at it, he's had such great accomplishments that you don't even realize the downfall that he had towards the end of his career. I mean, the dude is just – his and striking power, his his movement. I mean, the dude was so yeah. skilled. It was unreal. And just like you said, like, the the decline. We've seen declines. Yeah. Like, we've seen the hardest of hard. D- does anybody want to remember when Ronda Rousey was a thing? <laughs> when Ronda Rousey literally burst into the UFC, created a women's division, and dominated it. Like, at one point, she was the only bantamweight champion in history for how long? And look at that. She lost to Holly Holm, came back, and got destroyed by Amanda Nunes. <laughs> and then now she's in the WWE. Yeah. Like, like, but, like, as far as, like, MMA, like, that was a steep decline. John Jones, another one, a little steep decline. Like, all we keep thinking about is the negatives of, like, their careers and stuff, you know? We don't ever bring up, like, the really legendary times. And it seems like we can't do that with Anderson because yeah. Anderson is just – a character and he's yeah. he's really done so much like even when he fought in one this dude fought in bellator he's in ufc like yeah and so for me most- i guess my kind of my kind of like final feels on on silva is like we'll never see him box top people he's i think he's like 47 years old yeah i don't think we're gonna see him fight top competition he's always gonna fight like either the old fighters like we've seen you know he beat julio caesar chavez jr who's I don't probably in his forties too. Yeah, whatever he's you know I don't know exactly his age. But I like, hope he's not boxing though. But like you know, so he might stay in the boxing ring. He might still do things in the boxing ring. Um, MMA's done. I don't even think he coaches MMA. Well, I shouldn't say that. He coaches his son. I follow his son on TikTok. Yeah. Um, he helps him train kickboxing. Yeah. Um, which I think we might see his kids someday in mm-hmm. the UFC. He's doing pretty well. Oh well. Um but like outside of that, I mean for a guy at his age to be able to leave the MMA scene at the right time. He That's came in, you know, after he broke his leg, had his fights, mm-hmm. they weren't that great. Mm-hmm. Um he knew I'm done here. Yeah. And he stepped away at the right time, but he still wanted to fight, so he went to boxing. Yep. And I think he's been pretty successful in boxing so far. So since his return, he's two and zero. Yeah. One knockout, one split decision. Yeah, he'll have fun with that. That's um, that's what it is for him. Yeah, and I think it. I think for him, it's just he's so competitive that um he just can't stop. Yeah, and I understand that. I just I do hope that eventually he stops fighting altogether and he realizes that when it's time. Um, well, I think that's why. Like he had two yeah. fights last year and hasn't had not one this year. Yeah. So like he might just pop up and be like, "Hey, I want to fight this guy next week." Yeah. And say, "Fuck it." So, but like, I mean, other than that, though, like, so I guess my closing thoughts are, he's done well. Yep. In the boxing world, coming out last year, like I said, yep, two two and zero last year. That's pretty um, impressive for a guy like that to his age. Yeah. Um, to come out, do what he did there, and with his UFC career, I mean, it's just, it's just one of those careers that you're just gonna look back forever. Yeah. Um, and you're gonna be telling your kids, like your grandkids, you're gonna be like, man, this uh, dude was insane, and they're gonna be like. Well, how crazy was it? And you're going to be going back looking hey, at clips, video, and you're going to be like, hold, they're going to be like, God damn, that dude is a menace. Yeah, Anderson Silva is, like I said, one of the greatest mixed martial artists ever. 
So knees, elbows. Yeah. I mean, dude, you name it, that man had it and it was disgusting. Yeah, he's in my um he's he's definitely in my top five favorite fighters. I mean he's five, but that does not <laughs> at any point like at and at all like minimize his impact to the sport and everything. So yeah. to the fan who brought it up, man, I appreciate you. You gave us something to talk about. Um and we want more of this. So like I said, you guys gotta keep leaving your thoughts on fighters facebook facebook group uh 16 ounce podcast on facebook exactly um we're on twitter plug it away jay instagram yep uh soon we'll be doing video so i mean we have a tiktok account if you want to go follow it Uh -uh. but um if you want to follow us on tiktok go ahead we will be putting up videos probably over time like we're just right now we're just trying to get we're only this will be the third episode so we're just trying to get the hang of stuff yeah um but like i said we do have we do have a tiktok it's uh 16 ounce um oz and then capital p podcast all right so you could check us out there We'll Instagram. be up there soon, guys. Yeah, right now we're just trying to get the hang of things, and then yeah. before you know it, we'll be doing all that stuff. Um, yeah. Instagram, if you want to follow us, we're 16 ounce underscore podcast. Uh, on Facebook, we're 16 ounce space podcast. Tune in. Twitter, um, I believe we are the same thing. I think we're, yeah, 16 ounce podcast. So it's 16 OZ, capital P on podcast. Uh, follow us on everything. Even on Spotify. On Twitter, uh, we're always sharing um, UFC stuff, yep. boxing stuff. Yep. So throw your thoughts in on there. On the Facebook group, we're always talking. We're always trying to um, Have bring topics. up new stuff that we see. If you guys are interested in something that you know you want to hear us talk about, or you want to hear us elaborate on something, you want to hear us talk about just a specific fighter, yeah, um, whatever it is. I mean, throw it in. Yeah, we we want to be able to you know connect with you guys throw in a way because. You know, we, that's what we want to do. We want to reach out to you guys. We want to hear what you guys have to say and stuff like that. So, other than that, I for, mean, for sure. Um, and just like my closing thought, uh, I just want to say, uh, this is our third episode, and so far, you guys have really come out. Uh, uh, we we kind of like really didn't expect, you know, uh, that so fast. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. It makes us feel like we're doing our jobs right. Um, and yeah, uh, we, we just, you know, we want to keep improving every way that we can. So keep the support up. We thank you guys a lot. Um, and yeah, like we said, get tuned in, man. Follow all our accounts. Listen every Friday when we drop. Um, and you know, we drop our episodes on every, every platform. Yeah. So So. anything, Spotify, Apple, all that, you go tune in. Um, but with that, this weekend, UFC 278, Edwards versus Usman 2, Usyk versus Joshua 2. So, you know, you don't want to miss it. Stacked weekend. Jay's going to be yeah. watching. I'm going to be watching, and we'll have our thoughts next week. Um, I'm so, not here next week, so yeah. we're, we're going to have a special guest. All right. We'll figure it out. We're going to figure that so, out. So when you hear this, if you're interested, if there's some, you know, like if – Hit us up. Yeah, hit us up with something, man. You don't know. Yeah, if you're interested in, in stepping in for an episode, hit us up, and, and we'll, you know. For sure. We'll, we'll, get... we'll let people know. We'll, we'll weed through, and me and him will conversate and see what we think fits best. But yep. make sure you reach out. Yeah, reach out, man. This is a, it's a good shot. You know, let's do this. But until then, uh, watch the fight, guys. And uh, I'm Duve signing off.
And Jay, I'm out. Thanks, everybody. You're never gonna make it. You're not good enough. There's a million other people with the same stuff. You really think you're different, and you must be kidding. Think you're gonna hit it, but you just don't get it. It's impossible. It's not probable. You're irresponsible. Too many obstacles. You gotta stop it, though. Yo. You gotta take it slow. You can't be a pro. Don't waste your time no more. Who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? I don't give a damn if you say you disapprove. I'm gonna make my move. I'm gonna make it soon, and I'll do it because it's what I wanna fucking do. Cause all these opinions and all these positions, they come in and.